This is episode 36 WD. 366, <laughs> baby. 366. Is that significant? 366 is significant for you? All right, all right, all right, lead heads. We are back with another episode of. What are we back with, guys? The Talking Lead Podcast. Thank you. Yes. Did you forget what, what you were doing? Do you think you were on Joe Rogan? <laughs> no, I just forgot. I forgot where I was for a minute. You had a brain fart. That's easy to do. Uh, this late at night, too. I think this is the latest we've recorded, but started recording anyway. We've gone a lot later than this. But we're back. Uh, I took a little break. So you guys, uh, if you were wondering if we were ever going to come back or not, I just took a little break. I mean, just a few days in between posts here. I wanted that last episode to get as much traction as possible because we had James with Factory 47. uh, And we announced the launch of our new line of hoodies, t-shirts, Tumblers, we've got 10-ounce, 30-ounce tumblers, and uh, what's the other thing? T-shirts, and our T-shirts. And we got two-sided print on uh, the hoodies and the T-shirts. So make sure you guys go to factory47.com, and you can do a search. Just type in AK Corner, and that's corner with a K, K-A-K-A, K-O-R-N-E-R, and uh, it'll bring up all our stuff. And we've even got, now we've got shirts specifically for females, for you lady leadheads out there. Uh, they got that nice cut that accentuates all the best parts of being a female. You know, Are I mean? those t-shirts also available in a non-binary form? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's what this, the hoodies are all about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, only have one, they only have one string though, right? It's just one string <laughs> on the hoodies. <laughs> no, no, there are two. We got we got two two strings on the hoodies, two strings, two print sides. Even on the tumblers, we've got double printed sides on the tumblers too. So you're going to get our our awesome season two talking lead AK corner logo, uh, and then on the back of that, you get some of the uh, more popular factory markings from AK forty sevens on the back. Uh, and Factory 47 actually put their logo on there too, which is really cool. Uh, so go check them out, Factory 47, and use the code LEADHEAD. You're going to get 10% off. Uh, make sure you go back and listen to that episode because James, we got to talk uh, about James and his background, and uh, he's a pretty interesting cat. So uh, you're not going to be disappointed in, in the content of that episode. We didn't just talk the shirts and the mugs and all that the whole show. We actually... Uh, you know, had a had a good show. So go back, check it out. Episode three sixty five, Factory Forty Seven, James, and it's he he calls it Balzac, uh, B I A L C Z A K. So the episode prior to that was our uh, our series that we've been doing here with our good buddies Brian and Jay, which you heard they are on here with me today. So welcome in, Brian. Jay, great to be here as always. And it's uh, Brian with Occam Defense Solutions and Jay with the League of Pirates. And you know we've got election coming up the the big presidential election. Have you you guys aware of this? Have you heard anything about it? No, 
No, oh, that dropped off my radar. I totally forgot all about it. I was like thinking about boobs or something. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so I mean, there's other things going on. And uh, just in case you weren't aware, leadheads, there, you know, presidential election coming up here in the next few days. And, um, you know, we, we want you to be prepared for whatever the outcome may be. So we're going we're gonna to break a little bit from our talks on liberty. And, uh, I mean, this kind of goes along with it also, wouldn't you guys say, is being a good, responsible, uh, prepared citizen? Yeah, liberty starts with, with self-ownership. Sorry, Jay, what were you going to say? I would say that the individual mandate is the, is the cornerstone of liberty. There you go. So we're going to give you some some tips, tricks, things to think about uh, for this election. Hopefully you've already started doing a lot of this because, like I said, we're, we're only a couple of weeks away. So uh, you need to get your shit in gear now and, and get prepared. So we're going to help you with that in this episode with Brian and Jay. And, uh, again, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to be on and join us Joining the Leadhead Brigade here on episode 366. So making this possible are our sponsors. Make sure you go and show them all the love that they deserve and more, uh, especially through these times. Everybody's struggling really hard right now. Every industry, uh, the firearms industry is no stranger to that. Uh, despite all the, the news that you're hearing, that you know record gun sales and blah, 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 uh, it's still tough for these companies to get the components and parts that they need to continue making these products. So uh, just like everyone, you know, they're they're struggling and, and trying to keep above board and keep the products out there, keep customers happy. So just be patient uh, with these companies during this time. Uh, everybody is trying their damn hardest, guarantee it, and... Uh, our sponsors are, are no strangers to that. So go show Keltec some love. Keltecweapons.com. We're actually going to have them on in an upcoming episode. Uh, the Sub 2000, the CQB, their integrally suppressed Sub 2000, uh, has officially been released. We talked about it uh, a few months ago. They released it at SHOT Show. We got uh, some hands on with it there, and we talked a little bit about it. But we're going to get Keltec on. And, of course, you know that means Keltec Chad's going to be joining us, your favorite. And we're going to talk a little bit of the, the CQB. And, of course, you know Chad's always got an opinion, a political opinion about things, too. So he'll chime in on, I'm sure, the elections and uh, the, the riots and all the things that are going on as well. So that's going to be a good show coming up. Make sure you check, check that one out. Uh, Modern Spartan Systems, uh, I was just informed that their website – they got a new website, so I didn't know their old one was down. So if you've been trying to go there and use that code, TLCP15, probably hasn't been working for you, and I apologize. I didn't, I didn't know that. Marcus just uh, informed me the other day. But they've got a new website. It's up, and all that should be working again. They've got some new products also that we're going to be talking about uh, in some upcoming episodes. So stay tuned for that, uh, some stuff you guys are really going to be excited about. So I can't wait for that. Uh, and then, of course, Fioki Ammo. I've uh, been talking with those guys here recently, too. And, you know, they're, they're cranking out that ammo just as, as much and as frequent as they can, too. So just check your local, your dealers. And uh, if they're not carrying the Fioki, make sure you ask for it by name, Fioki Ammo. You go to Fioki USA. And uh, hit all these, uh, these sponsors up on their social meds. 
and let them know that you're Leadheads and that you appreciate them sponsoring the show. And then, of course, our good buddies over at Mission First Tactical. Use that code LEADHEAD there. You're going to get 20% off. Had uh, one of you Leadheads send me a message. You're looking for a holster for your wife. And, uh, you know, Mission First Tactical is a great place to go. Uh, what kind of, let's see, what kind of gun did you say she had here? And this is Larry Kozel. And looks like she's got a Smith & Wesson shield. So I guarantee you Mission First Tactical's got one for the Smith & Wesson shield. And the great thing about them is you can have things custom uh, printed on those holsters. You know, it's that injected molding ink so it doesn't scratch off. It's in there. It's going to last for the life of that holster. And, I mean, you can get anything you can think of on there. Uh, you know, I don't think they'll do vulgar stuff, but, uh, you know, for instance... I had one made for Val last Valentine's Day for Pepper, and uh, she's a big Friends fanatic, and I had this cool little Friends thing done up for her on her uh, G43 holster. So get in touch with them, and they can, they can do, do some cool shit like that. And then, of course, they've got their, their furniture for the ARs. I wish they'd bring their AK furniture back. Um, I think that's something they're working on. Uh, but they've got that, and then they've got our talking lead tactical dump trays and wallets there also, so you can get those over at Mission First Tactical too. Keith likes everything about the great outdoors. He's a lot like us. Whether we're bow hunting in the backcountry or plinking in the backyard, we want to enjoy each experience to the fullest. Keltec's 22 caliber P17 is Heath's go-to pistol for a good time, on the range, on the trail, and anywhere in between. Weighing in at only 14 ounces with a full magazine, its compact size makes it easy to conceal or tuck away in a small pack, pocket, or space. It comes out of the box ready with a fiber optic front sight, a threaded barrel, a Picatinny rail, and a price point for any budget. With three 16-round magazines, it's ready for hours of pure, unadulterated enjoyment. It's easy, it's affordable, it's accurate, and it's a damn sweet marvel of plinking innovation. The Keltec P17. It's more bang for less buck. So, guys, Brian and Jay. Heck yeah. yeah so I've been telling you guys we've been getting some great response from our, our episodes that we've done, the last couple of episodes we've done together. And uh, from Larry, who I just was talking about, he's buying a holster for his wife. He posted this uh, a while back, and uh, it says, I try to stay away from these leftist social media sites, but have uh, Mrs. The Leadhead Community. I don't know what that, but have missed the Leadhead Community, but ha I don't know. I don't know how to interpret that. But anyway, his point is he tries to stay away from the uh, so the leftist social media sites. So if you remember, was it last episode or episode four last, we were encouraging our listeners, you need to be paying attention to these people. You need to be going to their sites and seeing what they're up to and what they're doing. Uh, and he says, after listening to episode 362, 364, on natural law, volunteerism, true liberty, as well as current events, I am sitting here trying to stomach the debates and wish we could have Lefty and Brian do a live stream. See, I want, I'd be all about that. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank Lefty for the amazing AK Corner podcast. Well, that's uh, you can thank Brian for that also because he's a supporting sponsor with Occam Defense Solutions. 
Century Arms also. Make sure you go show Century Arms some love. We want that season three. So the more you guys uh, harp on them to bring back season three, the more, uh, the quicker and the better we can make it. Uh, but it says it's going to be a long off season. Well, hopefully not too long. I mean, we're looking at like you know, hopefully January bringing it back. Uh, and then even more so, thank him, Brian and Jay, for the much needed recent podcast on current events and NAP. Awesome. Really happy that people are finding it useful. It's it's terrifically rewarding for, for us, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and then he goes on. Uh, he made this post on Facebook, so if you guys want to go to our Facebook page, he did that uh, under the community post there. It says, I hope to see more uh, current event, liberty-based podcasts in the upcoming months. God bless and keep up the good work. So thank you, Larry, for sending that in. And, you know, there have been... I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how many of you leadheads have sent me emails, uh, private messages, uh, stating how much you've enjoyed these series uh, of shows. So we're going to keep bringing them to you, and uh, we're going to you know, continue that today also. But first, I mean, as always, guys, we've got to take care of some jack wagons, and we need to honor some heroes too. So, Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so the train has stationed, and I think I'll start us off with the Jack Wagons. And everybody's heard about this. It's been in every gun post uh, since it happened. And, of course, I'm talking about the ATF's ruling on the Honey Badger, Q's Honey Badger. Uh, I think it's their Weasel and their Mini also, so three of their their guns. But definitely the uh, the Honey Badger, where the ATF ordered a cease and desist to Q, uh, stating that their pistol, Honey Badger pistol, uh, is an SBR. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. And I'll start with Jay. <laughs> um, yeah, so braces, right? Um, all gun laws are infringements. How about that? Repeal the, NF- the NFA. Um, all gun laws are infringements? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then you won't have to have workarounds. So, yeah, that's that's basically all I have to say about that. It's literally the letter of the founding documents that were supposed to be supported by. And I don't know, man. You know, I think that um, without really jumping on the ATF's ass about it because I don't think that this was actually them in particular. I think that this is rogue leadership. Mm -hmm. So I doubt that the regular people that sign and approve our tax stamps really give a shit about any of this stuff. And I think that this is a portion of the October surprise, um, all things considering. They singled, you know, they singled out one manufacturer that's that like literally only spits out to a very, very Gucci community. If they were making big moves, they would have gone after somebody huge. Do you know what one of the largest segments of um, firearms manufacturing is? Braces? No, man, it's pistols. Every manufacturer sells a pistol. 
every manufacturer sells a pistol of one variety or another. Mm-hmm. ARs, AKs, FALs, and uh, everything else in between. Right. You can get a Ruger 1022 with a brace. That's true. You get a Glock with right? a brace. And you get a Glock with a brace. What's that? You get pretty much anything. What's that you can device? Pretty much get anything. You can pretty much get everything, everything that you want. Yeah, what's right? that device anything that they that make so you can throw your Glock in? Uh, the Flux is real good. The Flux? Uh, I'm thinking yeah. of the the Roni, the the micro, micro Roni or whatever it's called. Oh, uh, yeah, the CAA thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, popular, man. It's very, very popular. Very popular. But, you know, I have no problem... It the, works great on Glock 18s. Yeah, but, but when the braces first came out, you know, it was one of those things that I, you know, I could see that one. I was surprised that it even got approved in the very beginning, which you know, I I was all for, and I was hoping it would. But I I was I was like, you know, this is never going to get approved. It's never going to last. Uh, and they've been wishy washy through the whole, you know, this whole uh, process through the the pistol braces. You know, they've gone back and forth on them. Saying what you can, what you can't do, what it, you know that it changes the the design of the gun if you put it to your shoulder, which you know is horseshit. But it doesn't does change it, anything. But does it though? You know what I mean. But I, does it? Right? Is it's hocus pocus? It's total bullshit. Um, it's made up. And in, and in it's this just, letter, yeah, in this letter that they it's sent to to Q. It didn't even give a reason, an explanation as to why. It just said that well, this is intended to, to, be, to be shouldered to and, give. you know, you're, you're an SBR. Right, but they don't have to. The, it's not their responsibility to inform, <laughs> right? They make decisions by unelected bureaucrats yeah. that don't have any accountability to a constituency. So... They can pretty much do as they please, and there really isn't a form of checks and balances on that. Uh, so, in, I mean, in the in the the long story short, basically what Q's looking at. I mean, this this would bankrupt them. I mean, they're looking at millions of dollars in in penalties and fines and you know taxes and and shit like that. So, Maybe. I mean, obviously they're going to fight this. I guess is is best they can as much as they can but you know right or or they can just be you know or they can be a component company and um and if you want to buy a hole from them you've got to form three it so if if they want to stay in business they're going to have to adapt while they arbitrate well you know and that's something i want to get more detailed on and just so so you guys know i'm looking at at trying to get alex Bosco with SB Tactical on the show, and oh yeah, he'd he'd know the things, right? So uh, we're working on that, Leadheads. If if we can make that happen, we'll definitely do a show with with Alex. We'll have him come on, and uh, as much as he's able to talk about what's going on, uh, hopefully he'll be able to to join us. Uh, but uh, I I want to I want to I want to know more about this. I want to know more of the inside of what's going on. So hopefully we can make that happen. But uh, dick move by the ATF, you know, without a doubt, and uh, you know we're going to see how this plays out in the the months to come. I don't think this is going to be resolved anytime soon, especially oh, with the, I'm not with the so election. Sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. I think that this is honestly, um, 
I think that this is actually just something to piss off people. And um, I think that they targeted one small little company. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that um, that this is going to uh, blow away like a fart in the wind for the rest of us. And it'll continue to be a, uh, you know, two-fisted colonic for Q. Um, no, uh, regardless of uh, which direction this uh, transfer of power goes, this may be the smallest bump in the road that, that we're going to experience. Well, let, let's hope so. And it's, it's my understanding that this is the only company that this has affected. So any of these right. other AR pistols, AK pistols, you know, whatever, Galil pistols, whatever you're doing, um, are fine. And they're still selling those if you can find them, if they're available, and you can still buy them and own them with no problem. It's just the honey badger. It's my understanding that that brace that they made is, is I don't want to say proprietary, but it's just for the honey badger. They, they don't have it available like by itself for sale or I don't know, but that's, that's my understanding. So I guess that's why it doesn't affect any other manufacturers is that, that brace itself. Maybe. It's specific to the honey badger. I don't know. I don't either, but you know, hopefully that's something Alex can, clear up for us. Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure that that he's going to be a depth of knowledge that would make us both look like a bunch of adults. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you know, you know that's I mean? why like, I get I'm, the I'm, the experts on uh, so I don't have to uh, show my ignorance, but I do sometimes. Yeah, cuz like quite I honestly, I, I I I don't really give a shit about braces. I don't really pay any attention to it. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, I'm I'm functionally aware of what happened and I and you know, and I began to do what I normally do and say, oh, well, who are the people in my neighborhood? And, um, you know, I, I started looking at where, where the things come from. And then I, after I started reading for like six minutes, I'm like, oh, this is the reason why. Okay. That's cool. And then I got, uh, you know, I, uh, got distracted by more relevant things. Yeah. Well, speaking of, of theft and, uh, repealing the nfa i got i got my suppressor out of jail the other day oh congratulations thanks man uh atlas defense atlas uh, it's a 30 caliber <coughs> excuse me 30 caliber rated suppressor uh and it's a uh, multi-caliber so it'll shoot all the way down to a, a 5.56 those are very good cans by very good dudes I took it out I, I put just a few rounds through it the other day with a 300 blackout but uh, I want to take the 308 out with it and see how well that does. But I gotta, I need to get me some. Uh, you should talk to the, you should talk to our friend and go get you some of them super sweet subsonics. Are you talking about Defiant? Who else should I be talking about? <laughs> I mean, not only is that a sexy, sexy man, his shit's fucking fire. You know, I was, I was talking with Pete actually today, and he was talking about the worldwide primer shortage that's on. And that's uh, fact. That's an absolute fact. And his production issues are almost exactly the same as my production issues. He can get like nine millimeter casings, but, you know, is missing the primers that go in those casings or whatever. And then he's got, you know, five, five, six stuff with primers. But, you know, he's got 
he's got most of the parts for a bunch of rounds and not the parts that he needs to get product out the door, you know, for one. No. And it's, you know, there's a very, very real thing that almost no one is talking about right now is that some of the, well, not some of the second and third order effects of this global COVID pandemic bullshit are starting to manifest themselves. Yep. And one of those, and, and one of the things is that the entire world either has Kool-Aid or it has motherfucking sugar, but very few fucking industries have Kool-Aid and sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yep. That's, and we've been seeing it for months now and I do not understand why it's not appearing in the news. And, because you know, they do not want you to know <laughs> that the veil is go- is potentially going to get lifted and you are going to go to the store and not be able to get the shit that you need. Y- yeah. We are, we are still living out of fucking warehouses right now. Totally. The entire country is living out of a warehouse. And when that warehouse starts to run a little uh, a little dry... Well, it It'll is deer season, and uh, you can yeah, fill your freezers that, full of some deer meat. Yeah, that's great for this season. <laughs> for this season, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like all these fucking people. Oh, fucking, if fucking bad shit happens, I'm going to go to the woods. Yeah? How are you going to do that? You and you and how many people? You're going to be competing? You're going to compete for that meat? Only during it's season. A, Only during season. Only. <laughs> Maybe. Hope you don't get shot. Hope you don't get shot by some city slicker think, who's never actually been out. I think in the woods. people are going to abide by the uh, the conservation uh, of the deer seasons and the limits and all that. If shit hits the fan like that, no, they're not. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that there's going to be observers by the Sierra Club International, and they're gonna be like, <laughs> right? And they're going to be like, no, no, no. I'm sorry, y'all are hungry and shit, but we got to let that one rut. So we're going to talk more about that. That's coming up in our main topic of uh, getting prepared, being prepared. The Fiocchi family has been producing high-quality ammunition since 1876. In 2020, Fiocchi's launching a full line of premium products, everything from self and home defense to the long-range categories. The Fiocchi Blue Guardian line will feature specially tuned products specifically for home and self-defense, featuring lead-free technology and the only NATO-certified zero-pollution primer in the world. Fiocchi's a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Fiocchi trains, Fiocchi protects. Um, so our jack wagons, I got off, off subject talking about my suppressor. I was excited that it came in and uh, going to be shooting. I'm going to throw it on the um, this ODS 1775 too. Shit, yeah. Going to run that bitch <clears> on there too. I've talked, the Oculus guys are my friends as well, and uh, really good dudes, and um, they've got a 138 by 24 rear thread on most of their cans, and the Dead Air Kymo, or Kimo, however you want to say it, K-Y-M-O adapter will slide right in the back there, and so, oh, really? Oculus, yeah, so, so running a, you don't even need to change out your muzzle device. You just swap out the rear thread adapter in the can, and it'll drop right onto the 1775. That's a big the one reason. I got. The one I got? Yeah, the one you got. Well, I want to try that out right now. Well, that's that's why, uh, well, 
you're probably missing a part, but I'll show you what's up. <laughs> okay. Don't get too excited. Get pretty excited because that's this is the genius of Mike Pappas' system over at Dead Air is having this. And there's others that have done this. Um, so he's not the first, but I really like his adapter. And so before I ever owned a Dead Air can, I was running a Silencer Co. Omega 300 with the Dead Air adapter onto a dead air muzzle device and our muzzle devices that we're now shipping our vortex flash hiders are also dead air key mount compatible so it's as close to like usb you know or or a light well lightning cable is a really bad example um you know <clears throat> the the apple lightning adapter just works for yeah so it doesn't right no, no, and nor, nor would I expect it to, but in the back of your can, you'll see that that QD adapter there, that thing on, yeah, it's a direct thread, so that thing unscrews. Okay. And then Dead Air makes a thing that screws in that turns oh, it into a... I got you. Yeah. Yep. Well, I've got <clears throat> another uh, a break that I can put on here, so I'll just take this one off and put it on. Super. They sent me an extra... I'm going to have to call them tomorrow. Atlas or Dead Air? No, I just talked to Atlas. Atlas is my can company. Okay, cool. Joe Mo. Hey, Joe. All yeah, right, and, all right, let's move and on. Dennis, and Dennis, who, who, who yeah. gets no public props, and Zach, who gets no public props. Zach gets public props on our show. He's He's been on our show. He's he's done it. He did the AK Corner with us uh, a few hey, episodes really? back. Yeah. Yeah, I like Zach, him. He's good Zach, Zach is a good dude. Really like him. Both both him and Joe. I haven't met Dennis, but he's yeah. a good dude too. Yeah, your entirely your, your your life is unfulfilled until you become <laughs> bros with Dennis. Yeah. Well, Dennis, he's certainly eccentric enough to be a friend of mine. So yeah, yeah, we'll have uh, to make. All right, so let's move on. Do you guys have any jack wagons? Anybody you want to throw on the jack wagon train? Under it, over it, in front of it. Yeah, I've I've got somebody for for jack wagons. Okay, who you got? I, I've got whoever the fuck invented loitering fucking drones because I've been watching footage for the last two weeks from fucking like Azerbaijan and uh, I'm like fuck loitering drones right now. What's a loitering drone? Alright, so like you know those drones that like you see everybody flying all the time? Sure. Alright, well imagine just one that's like slightly bigger except it's carrying a munition and you can just like I don't know, you can launch it from anything and go fly it around and when you find something you want to blow up yeah just do that and who has these uh well apparently well actually everybody has them it's actually like you know like not amazing technology yeah. <laughs> right but um uh whatever generation of those drones are uh operational right now are being tested like a motherfucker in azerbaijan ah okay so just uh, basically their own their own uh, hillbilly drone, super. Drone. No, no, actually, no. That that, that would be that, you know that would be something that you know we do here, but no, actually, what's happening over there is um, you have uh, various other nations that are using this conflict as a uh, proxy opportunity for real world testing. So what's happening is, is that, you know, there's some, there's some Turkish stuff flying around. There's some Israeli stuff flying around. There's some Saudi stuff flying around. 
basically everybody who has a competing product is basically sending it there and giving it to one proxy militia or another to say, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you, why don't you send this thing out for a spin and uh, make sure you give us the, uh, the video, though, and, um, and then give us an after action and let us know how that worked out for you. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. Are these, Jay, are these loitering drones, are they dropping the munition or are they the munition? No, man. They're, they are the munition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> so They're not they, trying to recover they, them. No, man. They are the munition. And, like, you know, they're, 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 you know they, they've got a couple kilogram uh, uh, care package with a really excellent 8K camera because some of this footage is just awesome. And, uh, dude, like, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, this is one of those things that um, I've been watching for a while. I was working in, you know, countermeasures for a while to defeat these things, and it's really friggin' bleak and scary. And um, it's very hard to defeat drones, especially if there's a swarm of them. And um, you can put together one of these with a pretty short trip to a one of the many i don't want to make it sound like i'm giving instructions let's let's put it this way that making this shit isn't hard <clears throat> and yeah, uh, it's a couple clicks a yeah couple clicks. and you just I mean? all the other there's a whole bunch of weapons where people are not personally put in danger by deploying them you know like s vests on on special needs children that they send into markets or you know um drones here you know you're not physically in danger you know there'll be a dude in vegas you know at nellis flying a drone in afghanistan who's not personally at risk and the ethics of that get really tricky and i'm not saying one way or the other on american forces what's up i'm i'm just saying that when you can when you can project violence from a very long distance away and in relative terms mm. um really bad shit can happen really quickly and uh, so, yeah, it's something to be watched. And the democratization of this kind of violence has certainly been on the rise for quite a few years. ISIS was doing this, gosh, several years ago with just DJI drones and grenades, just duct, basically duct taped to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you've uh, read the Jack Carr books, um, he, he um, <clears throat> lays out an instance where this happens in True Believer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, taking out a... Uh, a top U.S. official or or something. It was a few chapters back, so. <laughs> I'm no, so- no. The, the wife is waving the general off to his day or whatever. Yeah. And, and the drone fly onto the top of his yes. his vehicle. Yep. Um, that's a Jack. It, I think I would point people towards Jack for real world applications of all this stuff. And he goes into some, you know, do-it-yourself explosives manufacture. And he gets he leaves really out, detailed you know, on some stuff. Clear. So I feel very safe pointing people that way without um, getting anybody frowning at me. Yeah. Um, I mean, these books have been meticulously gone over by government officials. So, you know, anything in there that it's not supposed to be, they've redacted it. Put a big black line. I mean, they didn't even just take it out. They just put a big black line over it, <laughs> which I think is funny. Uh, but he's got two more books out, too. Um, I'm just on True Believer. He's got Savage Son and the Devil's Hand. Have you read both those? I didn't realize that uh, Devil's Hand was actually released yet. I got to get after that, but he's a he's a favorite of mine and a really nice guy. 
Um, I've talked with him a few times in person. and Yeah, he's been on the show. Oh, I wish I could have been around for that. Yeah, it was a good show. Uh, trying to get him back. I was talking to his uh, publisher uh, the other day, so that might happen. But nice. with, with the uh, Netflix thing that he's working on, I doubt it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think he's rightfully so, uh, yeah. you know, deservedly so starting to, to really skyrocket there. Oh, yeah. So probably next next time you want to hear Jack, go to uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll go to Joe Rogan. Uh, but no, okay, so that's a good jack wagon there, Jay. Yep. I like that. What about you, Brian? You got a jack wagon? <clears throat> I'm going to put this very generally. Um, dudes, dudes with guns on their hips getting into fist fights. Um, I think it's, I think I, I do feel safe to say that those of us that are, that, that have a martial lifestyle, let's all really do our best to comport ourselves in a way where, where we're utterly decent and unassailable in our morals. And there are numerous examples that I don't really want to touch on specifically of people in our community that are acting in ways that I find really embarrassing. And so uh, let's just say everybody who's wearing a gun outside their belt that's going and getting into physical altercations with people. Um, that's, that's not a good look for our movement. And uh, so those guys are not high on my list of, of, of acting well. <clears throat> I'll agree with that, definitely. So what about heroes? We got anybody that uh, deserves some special recognition for uh, doing something outstanding in our community in our in our world that you've heard maybe a product maybe a person i got a good one i think um the uh the glorious acb amy coney barrett um uh-huh. she uh talk about a true uh in the best sense of the word feminist icon you've got a, a mother of nine uh special needs kid two adopted kids um law professor and uh she's been handling these hearings with real class and um is bringing a lot of dignity back to to an area that doesn't have much right now and uh yeah way she comports herself is is wonderful to me and um you know i'm a big fan of of uh of women in general but my wife and girls (laughs) are women and and uh and I'm big fans of them. And anytime that somebody succeeds, uh, regardless of their sex, but yeah, in, I just in think such as a person, she's doing an excellent job handling the the questions that they're dealing out to her during this this hearing. Uh, I think she's yep. doing a, a really good job. You know, good, just, she's absolutely she, she's absolutely responding with grace and dignity. Yeah, when when these pieces of shit are literally doing everything that they can to either get a rise out of her provoke or intimidate her yeah but these festering fucking buffoons uh, (laughs) have uh are really going out of their way to try to destroy an institution that um is really one of the last footholds of checks and balance in this Supposed three parties, three, you know, tricameral system, maybe. That's the one. Well, definitely. Did you did you hear today 
when they asked her, I don't remember which shitbags mentioned it, but they asked her if she has ever sexually abused anyone. What? Like, what in the actual fuck kind of question is that? Did a guy ask her that or a girl? And I mean, it doesn't matter, but still. I was so livid, I was just like, I don't know. And, and, And with all their fucking fake binary fucking voices and shit like that, I couldn't fucking tell anyways. Oh my gosh. And how did she, do you remember how she addressed that? No, I kind of flew off the handle and just muted it and uh, put on. And my gosh, put, that is completely uncalled for. Put on some Slayer and went to my fucking happy space. People who ask questions <laughs> like that, that have no basis to be asked, they, they should be removed immediately from their post. There is, there is no dignity in that question. No. None whatsoever. Well, they have no dignity. None of these. Well, no, but you, you know, you're, you're you're negotiating from a position of weakness if you have to stoop that low. That's how desperate they are. Yeah. Yeah, and I think oh, I, she realizes I, that. I got uh, the complimentary uh, jack wagon as well. This sure. piece of debris, or maybe it's just insane, and we should feel bad for him and try and get him the help he needs. Uh-huh. Keith Olbermann had a monologue this week on his new. Oh, YouTube holy show. Christ! Jesus, he's, he's been senile for years. What what has he done? No, now? he's not senile. He is he is astutely aware of what he is saying. He just doesn't give a shit. They they released him early from his ESPN contract and said, "You're a fucking mess. Yeah. Go do you right." The one network right. That ha- that is like entirely focused on like a dying marketing plan, right? Because no one's watching any sports at all. Is releasing talent because he- because he's such a hot mess, and his tirades. Well, they got rid of him years ago, decades ago, right? It's been a long time. Uh, uh, he got blown off of MSNBC or NBC, wh- whatever the fuck they're called, yeah. right? And then he went on to ESPN and ESPN said, Hey, yo, it's okay. If we have sports announcers walk off during a, during a show, you know, we're cool with that, but you're so crazy that we're going <laughs> to release you from your contract. So, so what do you do? What do you do, Brian? I've got, I've got the quote up here. Um, he and he's speaking of Trump here. He and his enablers and his supporters that would include, you know, like we the peop, half of the country. Yeah, more um, than half. Yeah, he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators and the Mike Lees and the William Bars and the Mike Pences and the Ruli Giuliani's and the Kyle Rittenhouses and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it and rebuild the Trump, the world Trump has destroyed by turning it over to a virus. That, to me, sounds like re-education camps for half the country. Sounds like concentration camps to me. Sounds uh, like what a, the Nazis did. That sounds like challenge accepted to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring it on, you crazy bastard. <laughs> I'll pray for them because reasons. Yeah, yeah, because it's, reasons. It it's pretty staggering. So I think he ca- he he counts as a jack wagon if for no other reason 
than trying to inflame a situation which is extremely perilous right now. Yeah. And the people that are adding fuel to this fire. So um, you know how I, you know how I visualize these people in my head. <laughs> I, I, I visualize these people like orcs. Orcs, right? Orcs. Okay. From the fucking ring, man. Yeah. You don't. You don't. I know exactly books. what you're talking about. I, I'm. I, I want to hear this. I'm intrigued now. <laughs> you see them as orcs. So they have these monolithic figures that they refuse to call a god because they don't accept God in their life. That's why they're pieces of shit, right? Um, and they basically just go wherever the mystical eye points them to go, and they cause destruction and fucking mayhem wherever it is. And if they get into fights with each other, it's all good, right? Just like orcs. Okay. I dig. Yeah. I buy that. I buy that. Right? They're just nihilistic, destructive shits, and and they serve no benefit other than fertilizer. <laughs> okay, that's a good analogy. You know, that's a unique analogy. I've not uh, heard that know, one before. I'm I'm a thinker. You are, a thinker. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind a little bit because you mentioned Kyle Rittenhouse, and there's a uh, there's some news about Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, he says uh, yeah. he will not face gun charges in Lake County related to the AR-15 style weapon he is charged with using to kill two men and wound a third during violent protest in Kenosha in August. Prosecutors yeah. announced today. Yeah, shocker, because there was that's not a crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hate to put, hate to be all logical and shit, but it wasn't a crime, so there's no charge. Fucking shock. Yeah, so it says an Antioch police investigation found that the Smith & Wesson 223 rifle was purchased, stored, and used in Wisconsin uh, and turned up no evidence the 17-year-old physically possessed the weapon in Illinois, according to a news release from the Office of Lake County uh, Attorney Mike Nurherm. Uh, yeah, something German. Yeah, but I guess he's still going to be going to trial for the murders. Yeah, I know. He's going to walk, though. So we'll keep a, an eye on that. So there you go. All right. So that's a good uh, planes and trains segment. Do you have anything else? No, but every, everybody who's keeping their shit together and keeping, and, and keeping their head up right now, they, you know, they deserve a round of applause because right now is just straight fucked up, and this is a very challenging time to be a good American. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Just a good person in general, you know, it's, it's tough yeah. to be. How, how, how about if you're just going to work and taking care of your family and you're not shitting on anybody right now? You're a hero. You get a ride on Lead Force a, One. I'll buy you a Guinness and a Blanton's. I mean, not really because I'm poor, but, like, you know, the thought's there. <laughs> That's what I was drinking out of the uh, the AK Corner Letty. Nice. What, Blanton's? Guinness. I was drinking Guinness. Oh, man. That Blanton's get that horse, boy. <laughs> I, well, I haven't had Blanton's. What's Blanton's? Really? I'm asking. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good bourbon. Oh, it's, it's like, bourbon. It's okay. like it's like expensive, but like it's not like that kind of expensive. You know what I mean? It's you know it's not the kind of shit that you'll swill and like you know do that sort of thing. But it's a good gentlemanly beverage. Okay. Well, that's probably why I haven't had it then. I'm not a gentleman. Uh, uh, <laughs> If we go to SHOT Show, I'll buy, uh, you know, we'll okay. have one. Okay. So the odds, are, well, what are the odds of, of SHOT Show happening? Uh, 
ten to one. Ten to one. Um, like ten no's to one yes. Ten is no's, it ain't gonna happen. Yes, one yes, it is gonna happen. I would say that there's seventy five no's. Odds are against it, right? Against odds are against it. So that means they're gonna have to shut down the concrete one, the porn one. Uh, what else goes on during? That week. There's oh, like, I don't know. You've already had the Consumer Electronics Show canceled. That's the largest one in Las Vegas. That's our. That was canceled quite a while ago. And then, um, oh, another little show, SEMA. SEMA was canceled. It's an electronic show only. Yeah, but isn't Vegas but, open? Aren't, aren't the casinos uh, open and shit? Yeah, it's kind of open, but ho- but hotels cannot run under full occupancy. Yeah, there's a, a an informative stat that doesn't necessarily say much about Shot Show, but for the rest of them, uh, they just I think it was Gallup did a nationwide poll, and I know polls are ridiculous right now, but I think yeah. this one's pretty accurate, um, or it makes sense to me. Three percent of Democrat women are ready to return to normal life, and only five percent of Democrat men. And, you know, we might want to, um, at the risk of being callous, I think there's a real testosterone shortage in the Democrat Party. And if we can figure out a way to put that in the water, uh, <laughs> might, might do a whole lot of good. Cause so I, they just I, they have I, no I will to survive. Can, huh? I hear that you can raise concentration by, you know, by reducing quantity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it works exactly that way, but I like I like where your head's at. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a chemist. <laughs> that's an awful low. I mean, if you flip it the other side, that's an awful high amount of people who don't want to return to their uh, normal everyday way of life. Well, that's well, because I, their normal everyday lives suck, suck, and they're happier getting a fucking check and sucking off the daddy government's tit. But are they getting a check? Are they check? I thought the check stopped. Well, the checks kind of have stopped, but getting a check is better. Getting a lesser check is still better than getting, uh, you know, having to work your fucking job and get almost the same amount. I mean, state to state um, unemployment is, uh, you know, greatly varies. But um, even 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 though you are not getting the you know, the stimulus mm-hmm. money that was being tacked on and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, dude, what the fuck? Like, seriously, you have no pride in, in working and making your own money, right? That, 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 that's a personality thing. That's a value issue, yeah. right? And ultimately, the, you know, uh, <laughs> government ownership of the means of production, right? And uh, we can not work and still live basically the same lifestyle or we can grind our asses and earn the most that we are capable of based upon what we're able to provide so the hard rewarding way or the easy i'll just take what i can get and live off that way and do a side hustle like drive fucking uber or something yeah right brian read those stats again one more time yeah it's three percent of american female democrats five percent of male Democrats were ready to resume normal life. And uh, let me pair that with another, this is a really good segue into di- into today's topic mm-hmm. uh, in terms of setting the, setting the stage for the risk that currently exists. 
Um, this is not a survey, but I saw a man on the street last week, I think, um, of a dude walking up to various people on the street and asking them what percentage of the population had they thought had died under COVID. <laughs> and the, the answers ranged between 20 and 30%. <laughs> and that would be 100 million people as opposed to 200,000. Um, so for an error of about a factor of 500, if I've got my math right there. So, um, but, and so I was puzzling over why this is, and I think I understand why. If you do the, you guys remember Brick from Anchorman, the loud noises weatherman dude? Yeah. Uh, was that um, Steve Carell? Yeah, Steve Carell's character in the Anchorman. Okay. You know when, yeah. when they're having a heated debate, he just starts saying loud noises, and then he says, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> right. uh, so if imagine that um, news anchors were speaking Russian or some other language you didn't understand, but you just read their body language and the intonation of what they were saying. If you were doing that, 20 to 30% of the country dead would be a pretty good correlation to the level of hysteria that media personalities are projecting. And so if you're going, if you're thinking that COVID um, is killing 20 to 30% of the population, shit, no, you wouldn't, you know, want to go outside or resume normal life. And so there's a fundamental problem of how information is being received and transmitted. I think it's obviously dishonest and, and irresponsible of the media to be doing what they're doing. Um, but the fact remains that they are and that a lot of people are listening to the loud noises and they're very, very scared. And, um, and so, yeah, there's a, a I forget what movie it's from, but like. In, it's something like individuals are, are are can be cool. People in groups, when they're scared, are extremely dangerous animals. And so, uh, good. No, so what you're saying is, is that uh, people are making ignorant decisions based upon poor, manipulated information. Yeah, that that is it. And if they're make, I don't even know that they're making a decision. This is such a state of reaction. No, but like decisions are like hard. Decisions are hard. <laughs> so. Well, and and not making a decision is also a decision. Fucking right it is. Yeah. You don't get to be passive both ways. Yeah. Yep. This episode of Talking Lead is brought to you in part by Occam Defense. The guys at Occam love the AK, but didn't love burning their hands, getting cut by their pre-sharpened gun, or the lack of options for accessories. After spending a few years in the lab, they've recently released the ODS-1775, which brings the best of the AR family to the Kalashnikov's reliability. It's still an AK under the hood. AK mags, forged Polish AK parts, but with American aerospace manufacturing practices and ingenuity. Check them out at OccamDefense.com or on Instagram at Solutions. So that, I think, sets the stage pretty well, Lefty, if you want to transition into what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, so we want to, you know, we want to talk about uh, self-ownership, self-responsibility, being responsible. And, you know, you're not born with responsibility. Responsibility is aren't, a... Is aren't a, you? you? Aren't you? You aren't. You're born helpless, not knowing anything. I don't know. I'm just stirring shit. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know? So, you know, you have to you have to learn responsibility. It's a, it's a learned trait. So, yeah. So, you know, 
being prepared is is a responsibility. And with you know the election and everything that's going on, you know you guys were calling it uh, the hurricane that's coming. You know the next hurricane, in which is going to be the election, it's coming up just in a few weeks. You know how can a responsible individual uh, take self ownership and get response, get uh, prepared for what's coming? What do they What do they need to be thinking about? Yeah, so that that occurs to me to be the best way that I can think of for for what's going to happen is that and for you guys that that live in Indiana or Idaho or Minnesota who haven't dealt with a hurricane before, you know, that you didn't used to know they were coming. Like in the 20s and 30s, the eastern seaboard got really whacked. I think the teens as well. Hemingway went and cleaned up a hurricane that destroyed South Florida pretty thoroughly. And the hurricane of 38 up in Rhode Island killed a whole bunch of people out of nowhere. Like people were on the beach and the hurricane rolled in, that kind of thing. And, um, now we've got this super cool luxury of modern meteorology, which mostly works. It's a miracle that it works as well as it does. And so we know that in two weeks, a hurricane is going to come by, but it might, st- you know, it might go out to sea. It might be a big nothing, or it could be a really big deal. And, um, so Jack Spearco, who I often quote on here has a great way of talking about, um, you know, that, that think about two weeks to start. And are you really good to go for the next two weeks if something bad happens? And so that's what we were thinking about framing today's conversation in is, you know, hopefully a fairly minor natural disaster, but you know, there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. And so, um, uh, should we talk about risks next for, for what could happen? Yeah, we could do that. In some places in the country, this has already happened, right? The, the, stoppage of of regular services like police and fire and so that's those are obvious ones what else jay do you think might might happen in in this um in this climate or this event well we've already been hearing and in and in in some regards we've already seen examples of this thing occurring where truckers um have made decisions and you know and in some cases the management of of the trucking companies for the guys who aren't independent um have decided that any place that is going to be a risk to the cargo or to the driver they're not delivering whatever it is that they've got that's moving around in their 18 whalers and we can all look at a map of the continental united states and reflect back on uh, uh, very recent history, like, um, you know, the, like the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months, you know, maybe even the last couple of years and, you know, in, in, in certain terms. And what we can do is we can already do a, uh, intellectual overlay of the cities within the country that are prone to, um, freak outs and, um, you know, poor social behavior. And, some of those cities happen to be major hubs. So where we had the outbreak of uh, random violence after, I don't know, dude number six, whatever, you know, whoever, whoever it was that was shot, by, you know, shot by the cops at the um, at the Wendy's um, that was in Atlanta. So it, it, if you have, if you have a situation that massively deteriorates in a place like Atlanta, 
you're going to have lots of problems because Atlanta is a gigantic hub city, not only for air transportation, um, but it's also your FedEx hub. And you would be amazed at what you will not find at your store if Atlanta is under siege. Yeah, and we on the web seaboard there, you've got Los Angeles. Port of, Port, of, Port of Los Angeles, like, wow, right? Yeah, and then, like, wow. And Oakland for NorCal is, well, and everything coming, you know, boats coming in from China come into LA, Oakland, I believe Seattle as well. And, uh, correct. And uh, those three cities have a lot in common, and, and none so, of those are good. No, none of those are good. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, because logistics is, you know, the, you know, prime, you know, my primary responsibility at my employer. Um, I'm really sensitive to how logistics works and, you know, how planes, trains, automobiles, 18 wheelers and freight trains move through this country delivering goods and ser goods, right? They're not really, you know, services, not really, unless there's like hookers on board boobies, <laughs> but the trains in 18 wheelers are responsible for transporting almost every single thing that we consume. And when you have any variety of stoppage of those things, you've, you've got like night of the comet shit waiting to happen in like 20 minutes. Yep. Cause people don't, cause people don't freak out until their comfort gets fucked up or they're hungry. Yep. And, and again, in, in I, I want to back up to, you know, reiterating that this would be the same thing as if a hurricane struck, right? I, I'd like to treat this something as a, if it's all right with you guys, as a natural phenomenon. So we're not talking this about what natural. should happen. This is just, yeah, it is a natural, you're this totally right. A, this is, you know, this is a natural phenomenon yep. and certainty of a hurricane that, you know, it, it get, you know, it, it, the, the forecast cone says, oh, okay, well, it's going to, going to land on grid so-and-so and then uh you know a butterfly effect happens and it, it makes a sharp turn when it wasn't supposed to and now it hits a different town or a different set of coasts that it wasn't intended to yeah yeah it wasn't predicted to um yep. i've seen that th th that's happened uh, at least two very very dramatic times uh in my portion of florida in, in the last couple of years um where I've literally been looking east and seen a cat four, cat five storm. And I'm like, shit. And, um, yeah. And then something happened and it just turned hard, right? Like a 90 degree turn. It's like they said, it's like, so, it's like a little monkey was playing with the weather machine and it, and it, <laughs> and it, and it, and it turned instead, not saying that the weather machine's a real thing or anything, you know, directed energy weapons, lithium, excited particles, it could happen. But th this thing turned, and we got crazy lucky. Actually, the entire eastern seaboard, seaboard of Florida got very lucky, and it would have done billions of dollars worth of damage. Yeah. So, so what we're so, if, so let's let's talk about this political hurricane. So we're we're assuming that all right, it 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 doesn't go the way that we want it, or no, it goes the way we want it to go. Right. Well, it doesn't matter. So either it way, matter how it goes. Goes. okay. That's what I want to clarify. Yeah. 
No, no, that it, kind of doesn't, it really doesn't matter which way it goes because uh, the, 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 the parties that offer the most volatility are going to uh, most likely throw a fit regardless of outcome. A, a good example would be the, uh, Ted Wheeler trying in, uh, he's Portland, right? Yeah, yeah, trying to suck up to Antifa going out and protesting with him and what do they do and thanks they tell him to resign and then try to burn his apartment down <laughs> yeah so antifa is not a fan of the left it's they're you no. they're using and this and blm blm is emerging as as big a problem or bigger than antifa um and uh they're not a fan of the democrats they're using them while it's useful but the democrats are trying to i believe trying to get in in front of that bus and use it but instead they're getting used and uh like wall street journal did a or not wall street journal um washington post did a a wargaming exercise about the election and they and again this is i state the source for a reason and it it's it'll be important in a second and they they considered four cases, you know, a major win by either Biden or Trump, and then a, a narrow win by either Biden or Trump. And the only outcome of this wargaming exercise that ended peacefully was a massive win by Biden. And what that says about the left is it says everything good about the right in that if there's an obvious win by Biden, the right will behave itself and accept the results of the election. Mm-hmm. And, and we will not be happy about it. Um, but we will keep our powder dry and we will keep showing up to work and, you know, just keep, keep being conservatives and, um, any other situation they predicted total violence. And so, you know, and you've got Hillary Clinton saying that Biden shouldn't concede under any circumstances, you know, the, the, the seeds have been planted for the idea of a revolt. Yeah. And so that's why it's like the, uh, the, uh, philosophy that we threw out there a couple episodes ago is like when they say this, they really mean this. So the the Democrats and liberals have been hammering Trump on, will you do a peaceful transfer of power? You right, know? exactly. Because they plan on not doing a peaceful transfer of power. Yep, yep. And they're framing, all of those are, are linguistic and psychological seeds to be planted to normalize those ideas. Yeah. Um, so that, that, there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of predictive programming over the last several weeks, um, arguably over the last several months, actually, you know, um, that there's, um, um, different uh, different agencies news news positions um uh, people who just writing essays bloggers all on twitter all this random ass uh, manufactured bullshit has um has has been laying the groundwork for a narrative that um hopefully like sweet baby jesus does not become a, a self-fulfilling prophecy right um, but they're tapping in to an already diminished intellectual capability with people's stress levels and the fear inoculation has not taken hold yet. Like people are just like a raw nerve, you know, people aren't getting callous. Um, they're like, you know, walking around vibrating, freaking out and, um, 
dude, you, you, you can manipulate people with fear. <laughs> you know, no, that's you they know. do it every day. You know, that's the, that's mm-hmm. been their both and sides right agenda there. from from day one is you know fear fear this fear that. Oh, it, it's working like so. It, it's working pretty damn good. No, it's working really good. Um, but let's get back to the hurricane. So the political hurricane that we're talking about, either e- either side wins. You know, then for our 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 self, uh, what are we calling it? Self ownership, self, yep. you know, being responsible, uh, taking you know self ownership through these times. What are we doing to to get prepared for whichever way the wind's going to blow? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're not going to talk anymore about, or we're not going to concern ourselves with what should be. Yeah, we're just going to concern ourselves with what if? the statistical possibility of of something bad happening yeah and and the preps that we would do for this are pretty much the same for any other natural disaster um where civil breakdown could happen uh so like in south florida people start looting at the drop of a hat when a hurricane rolls in that's just you know that's that's just the way that culture rolls sometimes um so so what are the problems that come with those risks right that 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 um that we need to solve. Uh, and so one of them is that it's pretty hard to fight a mob and pretty up, hard to stay up all night guarding your house and, and doing a little bit of overwatch all on your own. You're going to, you're going to go into sleep debt really fast. And even if you've got a four, four person family, um, if, if you're on and your wife's on for 12 each, that's going to get old really fast. Um, you can't enforce multiple roadblocks around your community if people are, are behaving badly. Um, if somebody gets hurt, you're likely not a doctor. And if you can't get to, to medical facilities, you're going to have to, to make do. Um, yeah, I think we were talking about what, you know, what's at risk of when a hurricane comes in, you know, what, what we're at risk of losing. Did we go over all those? Uh, we went over some of them. I can loop back around because we missed one. Yeah. So, uh, water quality um, down in in Florida. If if sewage and water drop out anywhere tropical, cholera is an extreme risk. Um, yeah, like a hot. Like yeah, a hot really fast, and it kills people with a quickness. And uh, so, water security, meaning you know, not having somebody bust in your door and take your stuff or, or, you know, you, um, medical, you know, if, if somebody gets hurt, figuring out how to, how to make do or figure yeah, out. And that's, and, and that's not just trauma that, you know, in, in, in most practical, um, situations, that's like your boo-boo kits and taking care of your small infection risks. Um, yep. Yep. you know, uh, eye injuries due to debris, uh, burns, burns are a big deal. Just put in a huge order for some more, uh, burn stuff around the house. Cause there's, you know, more than myself here, so I need uh, I need plenty. Yeah, and yep. and the the lack of civil services like fire department, police department, well, you know, which we're already That's seeing right. now. So That's keep extra fire extinguishers on tons hand, of them. and also know where there's public fire extinguishers so that you can refill your shit. Exactly, and and, and, and there's also just the. You know, everybody loves them some candles, but if you're in a really stressed out situation, let's say that you're 
you know, for us, like if our natural gas goes out in our house, what, what do we do? And so we have propane and I don't want to jump too far into solutions here, but if you're having to build a fire in your backyard, backyard to boil water and you're stressed out and sleep deprived, the chances of you or one of your kids getting burned go up astronomically. And so Jay's keying in on burns for a, a very real reason, yeah. you know, when th things are not, if you don't have a, a really heat way to heat, to heat food and water, um, and you have to, to poor boy something, that becomes a pretty major risk. Yeah. A good example I mean, of that, Brian, is uh, that show I was talking about, Alone. I don't know if I talked about you guys with that or not, but, you know, these people are out in the wilderness and they're, they're tired, they're hungry, you know, they're malnutritioned. And this one guy, I mean, he was like the last two or three. And, I mean, he was like set to win the whole thing. And he just had a, a brain fart and he burned his, his whole uh, tent and kit and, you know, everything down. Just, yep. you know, just because of the, like you said, you know, tired, not paying attention. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, that shit could happen. So that happened in one of the survivor episodes too, if I remember right from a fairly skilled guy, he inhaled some smoke and blacked out and fell into the fire. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. So like, and got pretty well burned up. He, he survived it just fine, I think, but, but this is a real thing. Um, the other one that we haven't touched on yet, and I'll give a quick story on, and it was one of the real introductions that I had to prepping was that, um, when I was living in the Bay area in California, uh, I was in Santa Cruz County, um, which is on the water and just over the mountains from there is Silicon Valley. And there were a couple, um, you know, Comcast, uh, you know, service providers and they had a big ass fiber optic cable that, that linked up all these cell grids and cable modems and DSL lines and cell tower, you know, cell phone, everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And a couple of these union guys were pissed that they didn't get the contract they wanted. And so they took a pair of bolt cutters down a manhole <laughs> and they cut like a, a two inch fiber optic cable and they shut down communications in every way for like several million people for a few days. And uh, I lived up in the mountains and I was going down to town and uh, my buddy, I ran into him, our cell phones weren't working. And he's like, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. I tried to buy gold today and I couldn't buy it. The store was open, but they couldn't find out the spot price for gold. And so they wouldn't sell any. So gold broke. Uh, not that you couldn't have actually used gold coin then. I'm just saying like you couldn't buy, you couldn't change money into gold. I went to the bank. I had to make a, a deposit and they were only allowing one person in the bank at a time because all of the security cameras were down. Everything was down. They were doing like manual handwritten deposit slips yeah. and no withdrawals. Well, I mean, this is very similar with the, the COVID shit, you know, that, that businesses are, are doing, you know, with limiting well, people I, and limiting their services yeah. and. So. But uh, what, what I wish to emphasize is the level of bad intent that these two guys had was pretty small. They were just pissed over a contract. And uh, if you've got somebody dedicated to a cause like Antifa um, and they want to do something coordinated uh, and harder to repair, like that was basically just civil disobedience. And these guys cut um, not, you know what I mean? These are two sure. jackoffs sure. who managed to, to take comms from like, I don't know, 6 million, 10 million people. 
and it was a pair of bolt cutters. That, that's all they needed. And so comms. What's, what's that group? Here. Anon is it Anon? Is that the name of that group? Uh, Anonymous is the one you mean. The Hacker Anonymous. Collective. Yeah. 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 So I mean, they're an organized group, and if you know if they wanted to do something, they probably could do something. These, like you yeah. said, to your point, these are just they're two bad. jack jack legs that uh, spur of the moment decided to you know they're butt hurt. They're going to cause some harm to people. Yep, and and so just what I would say is do not take any of your comms for granted. And uh, we had a cell tower go out here at the beginning of COVID, and I ended up, you know, getting Baofeng's Baofeng UV five Rs are kind of the 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 prepper standard. And you guys who are who are big time hams, I know they're garbage, but they're also thirty dollars, and so I can buy three of them and uh, give them to people. Or if one of them goes bad, I got spares. So what's not the range on one of those? Well, that's we've gotten eight Thanks. plus miles out of them here in Idaho. How and far? They're lining tight. What's that? Say again. How far? Eight miles. Eight miles. Okay. And it's not hard to rig them. Um, now you, uh, the law would say you can't do any of this. And uh, uh, well, let's just say I had a friend who got eight miles because uh, you need a you need a ham license or you're supposed to have a ham license. <laughs> But if you hop on Amazon, they don't ask if you have a ham license. And, uh, yeah. you know, um, they there are frequencies that are, well, yeah, the, the, the law says you should be licensed to use them. And uh, I have friends that... that There's instructions not- on how you can uh, get more mileage out of your, <laughs> more range out of your comms. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a real quick thing that, again, I don't want to get into solutions here too much. We'll, we'll loop around to comms. Um, Jay, have we covered, well, and Marty, have we covered most of the big ones here for our two week, you know, extended home camping experience? Um, yeah, I, I think fundamentally we have, um, you know, I mean, there's going to be criteria that you're going to have to cater to yourself depending upon how you actually live, because, uh, you know, I mean, 40% 40% of the American population lives along a coast. And, you know, for the 60% that live, um, um, you know, in, in, in what the, in, you know, I was going to say in, in flyover country, um, <laughs> you, you know, you know, your, your considerations are, um, are going to be similar anyways. Um, but you know, the point is, you know, mostly is that, if, if you live near a coast, then, you know, you, you have an opportunity with salt water um, and, and with, you know, for, um, I mean, uh, I live in Florida, so, you know, uh, learning how to desalinize is kind of a big deal. And, you know, but then I have Everglades also with, um, you know, surface water. So um, it's prudent to have several methods to um, be able to supply myself with copious amounts of potable water. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but if you live in an apartment in the middle of the, in, in the middle of a city that's in the middle of the country, you might want to have some consideration for storing some of your own water, um, just for, um, you know, ne- never mind consumption, but also for hygiene, because if you have poor hygiene, you're going to get sick. And if you get sick when, during an extended stay, you might die. It's weird, you know. 
it's one of those things. But, um, uh, well, let's do the math real quick here. Water's as good a place as, as any to start with our solutions here. Yeah, we need a, you know, bare minimum a gallon a day, and that gets you the driest of sponge baths, right? So let's say two gallons, a gallon, you know. Per, and this per is cook. per person, right? Per person. Per person. Yep. So if, if we've got two gallons a day per person for everything, including, you know, using half a cup to wash your hands with and brush your teeth with a couple mouthfuls, that kind of thing. And this is really bare. So um, two weeks, that's 28 gallons a person. So for a family of four, the bare minimum that seems reasonable to have on hand ready to go would be 100 gallons ish. Right. Uh, and that, yeah, that's about right. And that, but you know what we're not doing with that water is flushing it down the toilet, right? No, you're not. So, so, and, and, uh, getting sick from poop is about the number one way to go in the extended camping experience, right? That's right. Uh, You know, the the only thing that I would really like to interject here though, is that, um, uh, I'm not under the impression that even under the most extreme circumstances that we're going to be in any variety of grid down situation and that, and that, um, whatever festivities, plumbing's going to uh, work. No, I think that, I think that you're going to have some places that, you know, um, you know, turn the clock back, you know, quite a ways. Um, but there are also going to be, um, gigantic portions of the country that, um, are going to be functionally unaffected and, you know, you, you will have power, you will have running water. Um, yeah. you know, your grocery store may not be as supplied as, um, uh, as it normally is, um, you know, suspension of services, you know, being what they are and whatnot. Um, I, uh, you know, so, you know, in, in, in terms of what we're postulating here, um, you know, I, I would I would say that it that it would be on you know it would be ongoing and a great idea um, to have as much food as as much food and supplies as 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 you can reasonably afford. Um, but I I wouldn't be freaking out thinking that um, that what's coming in three weeks is the apocalypse. No, definitely, and that's why I'm trying to keep, and I think it's good to, would you- to keep. And I know we don't don't. have a crystal ball and we can't, you know, we we don't know exactly, but would you, would you liken it to the COVID, uh, you know, crisis that we had with the shortages in the, in the grocery stores and things like that? Or do you think it's, think it's going to be worse than that? No, my personal feeling is let's just prep for a hurricane um, like we were prepping for a hurricane and that's something that everybody can do and everybody should do. Yeah. And so I'm trying to leave behind all discussion of the why behind that, because even FEMA says something pretty akin to this, mm-hmm. that everybody should have all this shit on hand for, for, but again, being a, like- a self, uh, you know, taking self ownership, being a responsible citizen individual american whatever you want to call it uh you know these are living by by these guidelines will get you through like we're calling the election a a hurricane you know treat it like a hurricane 
and, and and you know also we've got hurricane this is hurricane season two so you could have the election you could have a hurricane on top of that you could have a forest fire mixed in with that too yeah uh, you know so you could get these are, triple whammy the, 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 these are these are functional and covid these are functional principles that if you apply to your life at any given time, you are ahead of the power curve because you are not competing for resources with people who fucking panic. Yep. And and just to put a button in water here, there's an almost free way to do this. And um, the, the best case scenario in my mind would be to make friends with a baker, which I've done in the past. It's not hard to do at one of these uh, Safeways or... Albertsons or whatever, you know, Publix or whatever, you know, big chain supermarket you have in your area um, is just go up and make friends with one of them and ask if you could have, if they would save the, the frosting buckets off of the slop that they make in the, in the bakeries at these chain stores that once you read the ingredients on the buckets, you will never want to buy the shit in the grocery store again because it's mostly artificial. But yeah, they have food grade five gallon buckets that they just throw out and you can most of the time get these people to save those for you. And if you can say, you know, go every, every few days to grab them, if you're short on Skrilla and uh, go and grab a bucket and you'll have a nasty experience of wiping out the frosting because it doesn't, it's weird. It's not like real frosting. It, it's this gelatinized hydrogenized oil goo, but just somehow, you know, the, the upside is it smells good. And uh, yep. <laughs> you can just rinse those out and uh, put five gallons of water in each one of them. If it'll make you feel better to put, you know, a cap full of bleach in each one just to keep them nice and fresh, go for it. Um, and uh, there's a hundred, you know, you get 20 buckets, there's a hundred gallons of water. And uh, even if you can only fit five in your apartment, that's five more than you had before. So there's no real dollar investment here. If you want to do it the super easy way, and you get water developed or delivered, um, just order 20 extra water and keep cycling it through. You know, that's what we were doing the last six months or so because we were renting and then bought a place. And so setting up a water tank wasn't wasn't a real thing. And so we just ordered 20 extra, uh, you know, five-gallon water cooler jugs, and then we put the date on them, making sure that we were always pulling from the oldest and uh, adding to the newest, and uh, that's an easy way to solve water for for a couple of weeks there. For sure, you know I'm 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 sure most people have heard this that you know it, you go to the grocery store to go grab something. If if you buy doubles of some of the things, or you take advantage of bogos, right? Um, you can fill a, an extra cabinet pretty easily without having to like, you know, peel off extra scratch to be able to do it. So you're not having to allocate household funds to, you know, to, uh, you know, to hobby collecting of food. Um, and when, when you're cycling through your stuff, it, you know, it's just really, you know, I mean, it, you know, it, 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 it's just, you know, it's just prudent to use your old stuff first. And so that you're, you know, just like Brian mentioned to, you know, to be cycling your, uh, cycling your product, you know, you want to be cycling your food products as well as cycling your water products. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Spearco and others call that copy canning what Jay just described. 
And it's a brilliant method because you're buying the stuff you actually eat. When people go to buy survival stuff, they get in this weird mode of, of getting like shit that they don't eat. And the wonderful thing, like, you know, Spearco likes to say that you're, the most probable use of you using your stored up canned goods is because you lost your job. Yeah. So having that money stored in food that you actually eat is just like Jay said, it's not costing you anything extra. So just, you know, every time you're going to buy one, just buy two and stick it in that other pantry and then start rotating through it once you get that other other area full. Because that's the other tragedy is putting all this shit in a box, forgetting about it, and then having a bunch of food that's past its, its shelf date when you go to need it. And we don't want to waste money. This is just rotating through. Use the old stuff and then old stuff first and put the new stuff, you know, put the new stuff in the back and put the old stuff up front and just cycling forward. And if you've got one pantry, which most of us do, if we're lucky, you know, you just put the new can in the back, pull, pull, uh, pull from the front and shift everything forward. First in, first out. FIFO. Yep. Yep. FIFO. So we've kind of handled food and water there, right? Cause two weeks of food, you know, you can build that up pretty quick if you need to. And, uh, and you need the proper kind of foods too. You don't need to be storing up, you know, chips and crackers and you know stuff like that you need to get the you know protein you know good good amount of fat foods i mean you st- you got to have fat to, to survive need, need carbs need fat need yeah. protein if you got kids you need fun food you're gonna need fun food you got to have fun food if you got kids because uh, you got to keep their mental health you know good and uh, you know sit isn't that let them eat cake <laughs> nah, well, you know i mean if you bake cake i mean baking cake's pretty easy you know what i mean you can do, you can bake really bitching cakes with powdered egg products so you know there's that but uh you know man you know it, it, as sideways as you know some people you know especially some of the more you know uh, popular prepper sites and, you know, survival sites, you know, uh, want to make everybody all hysteric about how fucked up that, you know, this could potentially be. You have to keep in mind that those magazines and websites and bloggers um, um, have to do that because it's their business. So it it does good for their sponsors and for the products that they sell to get people wound up to buy shit that they don't need um, or buy more than they actually do need. Because, uh, you know, one, one, one of the things that's an actually interesting point that uh, somebody mentioned to me is, is that there's portions of Syria that have been unaffected by the, uh, you know, civil or, you know, war or, you know, conflict, you know, um, you know, random ass shit, but, uh, just like during our, uh, just like our, uh, during our own civil war, uh, there were portions of the country that, you know, they were, uh, mentally or intellectually aware that there was active combat happening. You know, you had cities literally burning down. You, you also had large portions of the country that were totally unaffected by it. And people went to work they got married, they had kids, you know, took care of their farms, did business, and uh, they were aware of it, but they were unaffected by it. Yeah. So that's why I was mentioning it, 
you know, pre, you know, a little while ago. But you don't know. It, you don't know if you're going to be affected by it or not. No, so you got to. No, that's a, no. I don't buy that. No, I, I actually don't buy that because you you actually kind of do have an idea, right? Um, if if you look at the if you look at the map of uh, of the country, and you look back as to what cities have been having ongoing problems you can deduce that those cities are going to be the cities that are going to continue to have issues. And if, but if you we're talking about, all- we're talking about, um, you know, interstate commerce, uh, being shut down. We're talking about air, air being shut down. That's going to affect everybody. I don't think that you are going to see a nationwide shutdown of anything because there, there, there are shareholders, <laughs> right. And boards of directors, right. That want their money. And with this being uh, the size economy that it is, right, you got to keep that ATM full, man. Uh, people want to make their money. And but do you want to, do you want to, you know, risk that? It's like, well, I'm one of the uh, lower risk areas for any of this shit to, to, to affect me. I'm not going to worry about, you know, having I, extra water, having extra food, having extra gas no, on hand, having no, extra medical no, supplies on hand. No, not, no, not at all because you know, I've got you a prescription. All, I've got to get filled, you know, every, that's absolutely right. You know. Cause like, you know, if, if you're insulin dependent, you, you know, you might want to, uh, you know, fill that refrigerator. Right. So uh, with, with the insulin, as so you that's can what get. I'm but saying. However, there could be unforeseen things that, you know, maybe I'm good on my food, but I'm going to be fucked on my meds. Well, no, that, that that's a very real thing. However, yeah. If you're, if you have already been doing your area studies and been doing your 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 risk assessment um, preparation, so this is a good topic because how do people do that? How do I do that, well, Jay? Uh, how do I do a compli- risk assessment? It's complicated. <laughs> yeah, but that's something that that we we should talk about and and let our listeners know is like how do I do a risk assessment? Well, you know, there's, I'm no expert in this. Okay. It's just something that I have learned how to do. But that could be um, another topic for another show. That, that could absolutely be another topic for another show. And I've, I've got there a, you go. a, the perfect person to invite in on that. There you go. Um, who's an actual, you know, expert in that thing that most of your listeners know who I'm talking about. So, um, you should always have, you should always have a ton of batteries. You should always have a ton of ammunition. You should always have a ton of medicine. You should always have trauma. You should always have fuel. You should always have water. You should always have all the shit that you that that you fundamentally need, right? You should always have those things, whether whether it's this, whether it's a fucking alien invasion, it doesn't matter. You should always have basic shit in your house. Right. And you know, we we could spend a whole hour, right. Talking about, uh, just in time delivery systems and how that's completely mangled people's lives. Amazon. Dude, like for real. (laughs) Right. Uh, Amazon has trained people to be like, Oh man, prime. (laughs) Dude. I just dropped an order right before we got online for some car parts. <laughs> it was like, I know what I'm doing this weekend because I'll have this shit tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that, that that's really excellent. 
Okay, but if you can break, but if if you can fundamentally break yourself of that habit for things that you fundamentally need all the time, sure, like all this, like this ammunition shortage shit. Everybody that I know, my friends are like, eh, whatever. Yeah, because because we've already got ammo. Why? Well, we shoot all the time, and we know better. So, and we've been through this cycle. I don't know. How many times? Like five or six times in the last twenty years. Yeah, more than that. Right. Well, let's, uh, if, if I may, let's let's pull this back. You know, there. Rain us in, Brian. The, 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 <laughs> that was just a really good inclusive list of all the shoulds, and um, I'll give you guys a good example because I think it applies on a personal level. Um, back in January, I saw the election coming and was nervous about what the availability of parts would be because it's really dicey for the AK. And I went out to do a fundraising effort with investors. And part of that fundraising effort was to get in a year's worth of supply so that no matter what happened in 2020, I would be good to go and able to ship rifles out. Well, COVID rolled up right before we were about to close on that money. And I couldn't quite seal the deal and couldn't get out of the way of the train in time. And I bet, you know, I've got a couple friends. One of them's a, um, who's a listener probably is a QC guy at a cabinet shop. He has a, a, um, a special needs kid that pretty much takes up who, who sounds wonderful, but takes up most of his after work hours of him needing to watch him. And, um, the cabinet shop's been hit hard because they can't get, you know, handles for the, for the, for the drawers, mm-hmm. you know, on the cabinets. And so his job isn't super secure. And when he's home, he's tied up watching his kid. He can't do a, high, a side hustle to get extra money yeah. to, to get all these supplies. So I bet we have a whole lot of folks out there who know about all the shoulds, but they don't have the cash or don't have the ability right now to do all the things. So maybe we could uh, rein it all the way back in to what they can get done in the next two weeks to prepare as can yeah so bang for the buck on being ready for a hurricane to hit in two weeks where they may lose power for a couple days you know just some unexpected stuff yeah um so yeah like and and the only reason i don't want to focus too much on guns is that we're a bunch of gun nerds on this show and 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 the listeners as well and so everybody has known for a long time they need they need ammo and so if they haven't done that you know they have what they have in their in their you know, in their stores and, uh, they're kind of stuck for the short term with what they got. And, um, but there's some other stuff they still can get. Like, you know, you can still hop on Amazon and get a, a big pack of batteries for very cheap and a bunch of cheap led flashlights and that and kind you, of thing. And you know what another good system is, Brian is bartering. You know, I may not have the cash, but I've got other things, Sure. you know, that I could trade to get the ammo trade to get the batteries trade to get, you know, maybe I, you know, I can't, can't afford Amazon right now. Uh, you know, look at what you've got and what you, you know, you've got extra of, and let's see if you've got some bartering power there. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe uh, I've got 16 ARs. You know, I don't, I'm not going to need 16 ARs during this time. Uh, so maybe if could, you've got if if you've got 16 ARs, you need two ARs and and night vision. There you go. So I could trade a couple of those and try to get some night vision. <laughs> well, or said even better, like it has never been a better time to sell a used gun in the United States of America. 
and you can i don't necessarily suggest that the, i don't think this is ethical but i'll leave it to you guys that you know those piece of shit guns in the corner that you're embarrassed you were own that you own and so, were a really bad idea great time to unload them and um you know you i know, used to have long- a segment about that on the show no, really. It was one of my new guy questions. Is like, all right, have you? Do you currently own, or have you ever owned uh, a gun or a piece of kit that you're a little bit embarrassed to admit to have owned? <laughs> to have owned. That's <laughs> that's funny. Um, so yeah, for you, that actually might be the path for some of our listeners here to get those groceries or that hundred gallons of yeah. water or the your batteries is run on down to the gun shop or if you're in a state where it's legal to do a private party sale get it going because holy smokes is it a a seller's market right now and uh so boom you know maybe that's where you get your cash for this but um oh jay uh we've kind of talked about food and water and we discovered in our sort of pregame call the other night that we both have the same number one favorite bang for the buck medical supply you want to go over what that is and why Oh, diarrhea, yeah. squirrely, squirrely. I had to think about it for a minute. So everybody's got a Walmart, and somewhere near the registers, there's usually a big dump bin where they just take extra stock of generic medications. In there is always, always a ton of anti-diarrheal medication and it's always like 88 cents (laughs) right you get like i think it's like 20 or 30 doses for under a buck um i like to sift through it and look at the and and look at the date codes on it and get and 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 i do i'm a dick i i I cherry pick all the all the newest all the newest ones so that's one of the number one ways that children die in the third world is a dire dehydration and so you have the ability to save untold potentially untold numbers of children's lives if things get bad with like ten dollars of anti-diarrheals right yeah like there will be statues erected to you in the future this is like that thing about if you need a full 30 round mag to defend yourself you're going to be on the nightly news if you save a bunch of kids in your neighborhood you know, from diarrhea, if things get weird with the water supply, right? Boy, you know yeah, what a, you're a what hero thing to have you done. With your, you'll be a fucking hero, and so for five yeah, bucks man. at Walmart, you can get a hero lottery ticket. And boy, is that cool! Another <laughs> thing that I, another thing that I like to have like copious amounts of is, is antihistamines, right? Um, tons of it. Just tons of it. Just like massive amounts of antihistamines. Um, they're good for a million different things. A, m- a million g- different things. Now, when you go into that Walmart and you look into that big bin, dude, pretty much everything that you're kind of sort of looking for there um, is going to be there. You know, grab you some aspirin. Grab you some ibuprofen. Grab you some Tylenol. Grab you some acetaminophen right and none of it's name brand you got to buy it by the chemical but so what yeah same stuff <clears throat> right same and stuff the the only stuff that i actually don't buy generic of um is um band-aids like i i buy name brand band-aids Heck yeah because they're better and yep. i like the fabric ones the no ouchy ones too <laughs> 
Um, so everybody, uh, prop, contrary to uh, scientific belief, everybody has a time machine in their house. And uh, it's in your freezer. And um, for most medications, not all, uh, chucking them in a plastic bag in the freezer greatly in increases shelf life, especially if you're in a shitty, hot, humid environment. Fountain Absolutely. of youth for medication. What's that? I said freezing is the fountain of youth for medication. There it is. Now, there are some very notable exceptions. One of them that I'm aware of, and I'm trying to remember, a bunch of the liquid stuff like, um, you know, amoxicillin liquid suspension and stuff. I don't think it's a good idea to freeze that, but I don't know for sure. The one that I'm positive of is EpiPens. Do not freeze them. Hmm. Um, there's a very narrow band of acceptance on them. And um, it's basically body temperature. Like leaving an EpiPen in a car is a really bad idea. Um, and so you guys who have EpiPens, you probably know that already. Um, but uh, there's also a, um, a document floating around on the internet that's a military document. It used to be illegal to talk about it. I don't think it is anymore. And it's something, we'll try and put it in the show notes here. I'll dig it up after, um, after the podcast. But it's a study on the long-term shelf life of drugs and basically every time you go to the doctor and they give you a prescription get it friggin filled whether you use it or not and do the same thing of throwing it in in, in the freezer or at least the fridge mm -hmm. and you'll build up fairly quickly a pretty good without you know prescription happy most docs are um for antibiotics and that kind of thing that's a real easy way to stock up and uh there is a companion reference that is super useful called, I think, the Nurse's Drug Guide. And you can get an expired or a, a down, you know, an old one on eBay or Amazon or any kind of used book location. And it has all of the indications, the contraindications, and the milligram per ki kilogram dosage. And so even if you don't really know what you're doing, well, and hashtag not a doctor, use at your own risk. But if you want the reference guide that the nurses are using, to check, you know, what the doctor actually prescribed you at the hospital to make sure it won't kill you. That's the book. And it's like, uh, you know, kind of the thickness of a dictionary and, um, really good. And pr the new ones are like hundreds of dollars. The used, the old ones are, you know, five bucks or something. So that's another. And what's it called again? What's the name of that book? Um, I think it's the nurse's drug guide. Okay. And, um, we'll try and post that in the show notes too. I'll make a couple notes here. Cool. Well, we've got water, food, um, and medical kind of covered. There's, oh, uh, Jay, I'll be interested in your top medical training ideas. My favorite so far is from the um, National Outdoor Leadership School, their uh, Wilderness Medical Institute. And the, the class is called a woofer, a wilderness first responder. And for you guys that like training, it's the cheapest deal ever. It's 10 days of, of instruction um, 10 to 12 hours a day, um, for $700 when I last looked 70 bucks a day. And you basically get it. It's a, it's life support for when help is more than an hour away. And, uh, so austere medical conditions. And, um, it is an extraordinary class. And I have been told by EMTs that have both that, the woofer or WFR will learn as first responder is way more useful than the, than EMT certification for your average responsible adult. 
And so for those that want to get pretty comprehensive training from, you know, mental illness that catastrophically comes on, it's for like uh, outdoor educators and people leading climbing trips and stuff. And occasionally you'll have yeah. somebody lose their marbles mm-hmm. on a trip and think about suicide. It's everything from that to, um, you know, how to safely manipulate one's spine when they've had a, a fall good enough to, to break their neck um, or MOI or mechanism of injury. And they have a full diagnostic, you know, with blood sweeps, airway, all that stuff. And, um, you know, CPR is less than an hour of that enormous time. Sounds so like just, what they used to teach us in Boy Scouts. Yeah, it's Boy Scouts on steroids. Versus sure. the mental health one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all it's all one thing, and so highly That's recommend cool. that. Yeah. Gay, what do you, uh, what's your top pick for for medical training? Um, you know, I like to you know think in some really super practical terms, and without getting into like you know really inflammatory, outlandish type shit. But infection prevention or infection control or infection mitigation in austere, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because, like, you know, like, dude, you got a lot of people, man, all over the planet that die from little tiny infections because either their sanitation was poor or because they were too lazy or too ignorant to put a little Neosporin on something. And if, um, you know, there's only so much that you can practically do if you have an abscess in your tooth, right? Yep. Um, but but there are things that you can do about that. Um, there are things in your household that if you pack a wound with, um, you can greatly reduce the chances of it getting into a bad infection, which then becomes septic, and then you die because you go into shock and your shit shuts down and you're fucked. Um, So everybody should have a good grasp of first aid. Everybody should have a good grasp of how to apply a tourniquet. Everybody should have a good idea of how to use a high fin chest seal, or it doesn't have to be that brand. Just be able to use a chest seal. That means one in the front and look to see if there's one, one that needs to be put in the back, right? This is all shit that you can Google this. You know what I mean? But, you know, because we're talking about the two week crash course. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Th- this is all stuff that you can spend an hour being like, OK, well, cool. So I've got this like hole in this dude's chest. Let me see if there's a hole in his back. Is there? Yes. If so, then put one there, too. Yeah. And this right? isn't something that as as it happens, you're going to get on Google, and start looking it up. You want to you, you want to know how to do this. <sighs> you Prior, know, there's a great pre- there's a great. There's another great Clint Smith quote that says that in the middle of a gunfight is the wrong fucking time to learn how to shoot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Unlike me working on my Yukon today and uh, watching a video as I'm working and, and fixing my wiper blades. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, man. The only thing I got to tell you about people that don't know how to change wiper blades. <laughs> it's, maybe, the, it's not uh, changing maybe, my wiper blades, dickhead. It's <laughs> maybe shouldn't. It's because the motor. Let me tell you how, how <laughs> dude, you know how many people crack their windshield changing their wiper blades? It's a lot. Oh, <laughs> no. That's brutal. It's a lot. I can, it's a lot. I can imagine that. But that was one of the parts I ordered on uh, Amazon today. It was a, 
a motive. I will make sure you Google that shit. But then that, but that leads me into something else. You ready? Here's a good one. Do you have any tools? Do you know how to use tools? Can you fix shit? Yeah, you know, the and maybe our our solution for those who maybe have kind of a clue but don't have a good toolkit, you know, everybody Make likes to shit do. off. What's that? Make friends who do. Well, there, that's a great solution. That should lead us into the maybe what we close out on. But I was going to say everybody likes to shit on Harbor Freight, but we use a lot of their tools, and I don't like supporting China, but, you know, I, I do what I can to buy American-made. If you show up to... Uh, to Harbor Freight with 50 bucks, you're going to leave with a lot of hand tools. Oh, dude, and, I'm telling you, yeah. And having, and, you know. And here's another thing for the hand tools, what? okay, another good tip. You know, this time of year, people are having yard sales and stuff, too. And sure. yeah, you go to absolutely. yard sale and you can get, um, you take that 50 bucks and you can get double what you get at Harbor Freight going to, to yard sales and auctions and stuff. No, it's an absolute fact. But I mean, like, look, check it out. You know what I mean? Say, the, say if there's a suspension of services, you think your fucking plumber's going to come out to fix your shitter? No. No. No, he's totally not. Not unless he's your homeboy. No. Your right? car breaks down, you know, another prime example. Well, you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, you know, so, you know, should you have the things on hand at your home or apartment to be able to fix a water leak? Yes. Right. Yeah. And then as, as your skill level increases, so should your level of preparedness to be able to, to service more sophisticated systems. Yeah. Right. Right. What would so you say, you, what would you say the five it, most important hand tools are that, that every uh, household should have the five channel, five. Lo channel locks, a good set of channel locks, mm -hmm. a good set of vice grips. Okay. Good flathead screwdriver. Yeah. Good Phillips head screwdriver. A torque set. Okay, that's five. What about a hammer? Fucking need a hammer for. When was the last time you used a hammer? I ain't hanging fucking pictures in the parlor. <laughs> when I was banging on that uh, windshield wiper motor today. I'm sure you were. It, I'm sure that you were. Yeah, because you actually, you could probably actually just take some electro clean and spray off the brushes on that thing and probably just clean it out. But, you know, what do I know? I don't know. So I'm, yeah. I want to play this game too if I only get five tools here. All right, my, my list is, is super close. Um, I'm going to say a utility knife. I didn't even go there with that. That's neat. Everybody needs a, a good knife. Damn. Yeah, good. It goes yeah. without saying you got to have a knife, right? It goes well, without saying like a fixed blade and a folder. <laughs> well, and, and I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to change that to a multi-tool like a Gerber or a Leatherman. There you go. Uh, I like that. Everybody got one of those. Yeah. And then a six in one screwdriver. Yes. Yep. I'm with Jay on the good pair of ice grips. And I'm going to say a roll of duct tape, which is different from what Jay's talking about. Um, but, but you know, if I could only have five items to fix everything in my house, mm -hmm. roll of duct tape and then a roll of paracord, I think is what I would pick. Okay. Just for lashing shit together and getting whatever I need to do to get where I need to go. I think those are the five things that, that I would pick. Yeah. Duct tape, definitely. Have lots of duct tape on hand. 
Well, I'm, dude, the stuff you can do with paracord is wild. And I'm not talking about making bracelets. It's just we use it for everything. Yeah. Um, and you can really break good. paracord down to those individual, yeah, exactly. it's individual yep. components too, and even do even more stuff with it. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do. I once used paracord with a, when I broke an accessory belt on my truck. No way. Yeah, it worked for a while, no like, like a long while. It used, worked. It worked. I used paracord on my windshield wipers. <laughs> <laughs> Until my motor comes in. <laughs> Man. So shall we uh shall we go to our last topic of that this let's, the self sufficient Let's do because I mean we could go on for hours on this. So but yep. like we said earlier, we want to break this up into different segments. So um let's wrap let's wrap it up with this one. So yeah, this idea of being self sufficient is a complete fucking myth. And um having friends and people you can rely on is a giant deal and that can be really hard depending on where you're at. And, um, I wanted to share one method for making friends, you know, we're in a new neighborhood and we've moved in since COVID. And so it's been a weird experience to, to meet the neighbors. And, um, one of my guys runs a mobile pizza kitchen where he's got, you know, a pizza oven on a flatbed and he drives it around with a buddy of his to, uh, to parties and stuff. And, uh, he just had a client last weekend who had moved into a neighborhood and uh, hosted a, block, a socially distanced block party um, where the pizza truck came in and, you know, those guys were all masked up and wearing gloves and everything and taking the pizza directly out of the oven with gloves onto a plate, you know, and, and serving it to people and everybody could just stand six feet apart and, um, and have a, a really low risk uh, safe kind of fun experience and everybody's starving for, for social contact these days. And so that's one real easy way to, uh, to open the door a little bit. Um, Jay, what other ideas do you have for, for figuring out who your neighbors and friends and allies are going to be and, and, uh, who to steer clear of? Go walk the dog, go walk the dog, go play the game. Go play meet the neighbors. See who's cool. See who's not. You'll know. And, you know, while, you know, some of us have had some limited opportunity to, you know, work from home and have interactions with our neighbors, you know, see who's actually just an apartment dweller and who actually lives in a house, even though it's a house, right? Um you want to know who lives on your street. And ideally, you want to find out the people on your street that you can be friends with. And I'm not particularly social, but I know who on my street is, is solid. I also know who on my street is a liability. I also know on my street who is a potential threat. And... You can do that with interacting with them. You can do that by social profiling them. You can do that by, you know, having the kids play with their kids. And if their kids are douchey, they're probably douchey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Right. Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, have the, ki have, have the neighborhood kids come over and play at your house for a change. 
see what the kids are actually talking about. See how they share. Did those kids share? If those kids don't share, their parents teach them like shit. Their parents don't share. Yeah. Their parents probably don't share. They're not going right? to be. You don't want them as part of your your tribe. No, that's true. And the people who don't share are usually the people who are going to come knocking, asking you for your shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, d- maybe you could give us a few words, Jay, on OPSEC and, and how much you share, how quickly, or how much you don't share. Well, I, I, th- that's a good point. And, you know, the thing is, is that um, we're all also, you know, because everything's a two-way street. So if you're looking at your neighbors, you can bet that some of your neighbors are looking at you, too. Now... I have some neighbors that I know, you know, might have themselves an AR and uh, maybe got themselves a a Glock 9 or Glock 40. But, um, you know, um, we don't talk about guns because I ain't telling them shit. Now, uh, the flip side of that coin is, is that my across the street neighbor, who I'm very friendly with, he says to me, at the onset of COVID, because he got panicky, he's like, hey, um, I know you got a bunch of guns. And I said, really? What <laughs> makes you say that? How do you know that, motherfucker? Right? I said, well, what makes you say that? And he goes, ah, man, I, you know, I know what you do for a living, you know, because we chat and we hang out and, you know, bullshit and our kids and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And you got that big ass refrigerator looking thing in your garage. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hey, check this out. I'm like, um, you want to stay friendly? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, never, ever motherfucking tell anybody what you even suspect that I fucking might have. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, buddy. Right. And um, and he looked at me because that set him back a little bit. And I'm like, look, man, I like you. We're cool. You're my cross the street neighbor. I said, I, I said I'm not going to let anything, you know, unnecessarily happen, um, you know, on our end of the street. He got the point, I, I assume. He totally got the point. We're yeah. we're copacetic. Everything's cool. He gets it, right? Yeah. But the but the thing is, is that like, dude, nothing is fucking anybody's business. Right. Anything that anything that you give up better be fucking voluntary, because like, quite seriously, it ain't anybody's fucking business. I don't play this fucking like, you know, hey, check out my thing game, right? right. You why, you know, why advertise your assets? We don't do that. You know, you don't you don't advertise don't your do asset. And now, when we get into and we talked about this a little bit in the prior episodes, was you know when you're building, you know that click, that neighborhood click, that group of people, you know that's the people that all right, Jay's handling this, I'm handling this. When the shit hits the fan, you know I've got this covered. Jay's got this covered. You know right. that that's, that's when you start true. getting. You know, intimate well, and sharing, you know, your knowledge. But otherwise, right. if you're prepping right, yeah, and but, you're storing this food, you're storing these meds, don't tell, don't go out and brag about it. Don't tell people no, about it. You, no, absolutely not. And, you know, I, I, I have a handful of neighbors that, you know, that I've, I've, that we've all commonly spoken that, you know, we, you know, we, we all have something for a rainy day. And, um, you know, some of them are LE. They all come and ask me, you know, hey, man, do you know where I can score this? Or do you know, you know, you know, hey, man, my aim point's doing this thing. Do you know how come? And like, 
they they know that I know more than they do, and most of us are a certain type of dude that most people are going to gravitate towards as leadership, right? And in that in that social dynamic, you have to take you know you'll have to choose whether or not you want to assume that um, that position of leadership in your community. Yeah. Well, and there's a there's a real hazard too is that as you start getting more squared away, you will know that others are watching when they say, "Boy, when the shit hits the fan, I'm coming over to your house." <laughs> right. I get that all That's the time. And unfortunately, that is precisely the time to get serious as cancer with them in the way that Jay said, where they, if you don't stop them up short, they're going to think that there's an arrangement where you're going to take care of them Mm -hmm. if things get weird. And that is precisely the time to say to them, because there's no better time, there's not going to be a better time to say it, that, nah, bro, I'm happy to share what I know, but you are responsible for you. Right. And and to call and also to kind of give them the J talk of that. What I have is nobody else's business. And so, you know, please you in whatever polite or non polite way that you want to put it, let them know that it is not okay within the bounds of your relationship together to share the information that 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 other party has about you or what they think they know about you. And then in, here, here's here's another little a little tidbit that I practice. Okay, let's wrap it up with that one. All right. If you have three hundred rounds of ammunition, you actually have three piles of one hundred, and do not keep three hundred rounds all in one place. And that could be said for any of your you, assets. Any of your assets. Don't keep everything all in the same place. It is perfectly acceptable. And I would encourage that you stage things in different places. Now, that could be different places in your house, different places on your property, some stuff at your house, some stuff at a public storage. Well, and there's a real easy way to go with that, too, or if you've got a buddy in town who's not near you. And you guys trade, you know, trunks and you put a padlock on your trunk and that buddy agrees to hide it under a blanket in the corner of his garage and you do the same for him. It's a bit like cost averaging. um, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be like, I'm going to give you some corn. You give me some cabbage. (laughs) Yep. So these are some, some excellent tips, uh, not just for the upcoming hurricane of the election, uh, you know, that we're experiencing, but just being prepared, being a responsible person, individual. Uh, we're going to get into more of this in upcoming episodes. So if there's something that you're like, oh, they didn't talk about it here, you know, we're probably eventually going to get to it. But send me an email, talking at gmail.com, and let me know things that you would specifically like us to address or talk about. Uh, totally, or or you can, or you can DM me on the Instagram, and I'd be glad to, uh, you know, bring it up to Lefty, and uh, we can include it there yeah. also. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all uh, reachable. We're all, um, you know, we all respond. We're responsive. Uh, Brian at Occam Defense Solutions, Jay at the League of Pirates, and then of course Talking Lead. You guys know where we're at. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. I like the to get the emails though. 
So shoot me the emails with the, the subject, and uh, it's easier for me to keep up with that way. Uh, but I do check, you know, from time to time the, the messages on social media. So, um, great, yeah. So, I mean, and, and, somet- and sometimes you like it when people fax things, you know, like, yeah. like grandpa <laughs> shit stuff too, right? Yeah, faxing is always great. You know, if you send me a fax, I, I'll get get right back to you, definitely. <laughs> send that to uh, 1-800-555-FUCK-YOU. Oh, man. <laughs> On the fax machine. Oh, my gosh, faxing. I don't even. I don't remember when they uh, faxing, people still wanted to fax, and they made it electronic. So if it came in, it just sent you an email. Because right. there were still people that was like, well, what's, what's the point of faxing now? Now it's an email. Just send a fucking email. I didn't, I didn't get that that technology. Oh, man, you're so privileged. Maybe they don't have email. Well, I don't think they even make fax machines anymore, do they? Do they still yeah, make they actually, Yeah, no, they, they, they actually totally still make fax machines. Really? Okay. Yeah, they still totally make fax machines. They're totally retarded, but they absolutely do. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess they still uh, do telegraphs, I, too, it, don't they? Um, I don't, uh, well, there's Telegram, which is pretty cool. Everybody should be using that, too. But, uh, is that an app? You know. Yeah, it's a little app that does a thing. Okay. Speaking of apps, uh, it's been a while since um, the what's that new app you guys were trying to get me to get on? Um, Grinder, that one. Grinder, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, the um, par- that one's fire. Parlay it? or parlor? Yes, parlor. Yeah, yeah parlor. How's that going for you guys? Uh, it's going pretty decently. It's like you know an alternative to. You know, the dumb shit. Okay. Well, I still haven't checked into it, but I, I have every intention of checking it, into it. it. It legitimately actually does seem that it's gaining traction in a certain demographic, which may which may actually, you know, be beneficial to certain types of people. Okay. Uh, and speaking of... Uh, that kind of hurt, man. It's like I got smart for a minute. You did. I mean, sure. that, that all came together in one sentence. Um, I know. It's like weatherman. But speaking of new services, uh, I've mentioned this, and we're we're working on it with Full Thirty. We're going to be joining the Full Thirty network soon. Yeah. Are and you really? That's- absolutely. And you know, they're revamping. You know what Full Thirty is, how you see it, how you interact with it. A uh, new website. Uh, you know, all kinds of new things too. So, but we're going to do a. I uh, talked to Jared today about this, and we're going to do a, a collaboration with Full 30 on the release of when Talking Lead joins Full 30, and the release of their, uh, you know, the new, the new, the new Full 30, we'll call it. And um, yeah. we're going to have a big Jared, giveaway. Yeah, we're going to Jared, one of the top ten favorite people. Just want to say that Jared Markle, yeah, great dude. Yeah, super great yeah. dude. Little it's Fedor, great. absolutely. Uh, oh so we're going to have a, a big giveaway uh, contest, kind of like we did our last one with the Gleam, with Mission First. Uh, we're going to be bringing in, uh, I mean, just no telling who all and what all we're going to be giving away. But that's coming over the next uh, month or so. So stay tuned for that. Something for you guys to look forward to. So uh, As you can expect, there's going to be guns and knives and uh trains and hookers and blow and <laughs> that so in that we're going to be in. giving away right i'm in um but no there's going to be some cool stuff so uh stay tuned for that we're going to officially make that announcement uh coming up soon we just want to give you a little teaser there uh and then like 
like always, make sure you go and support those that support the Talking Lead podcast. Caltech Weapons on social meds, on Facebook, on their website, and, of course, at your local gun store. Go and buy uh, those guns when you can find them. And uh, we're going to be talking with Chad coming up soon, Caltech, about their new Sub-2000 CQB, the Integrally Suppressed Sub-2000. I think it's nine. I don't, I don't know that they're going to be doing a 40 in that. They might, but right now they've just they've got a nine millimeter. But it is it is something. I can tell you that it's it's sweet. Uh, Fioki Ammo, Fioki Ammo USA. Uh, check them out on social medias, Instagrams, and uh, of course at your local retailer. Go buy their ammo. Occam Defense Solutions. You want the most badass AK-47, AKM uh, style rifle? You go to Occam Defense Solutions and get that ODS-1775, whether you want it in a rifle. And I assume that you guys are still doing the pistols as well. We, we sure are. Yep, yep. Um, not been affected by this bullshit ATF decision or whatever you want to call it, ruling. Go check them out. And... Um, you got swag too, man. You've got shirts. You got, you got stickers. You got patches. We got all that stuff. Free shipping every day. We figure everybody's kind of used to being on Amazon, and um, and you're so yeah. What what you see is what you pay. Um, our long out of stock uh, Occam Lube product is coming back on the shelf in the next couple of weeks. Here, um, nice. they're being built right now. Um, we yeah made the mistake of having a couple parts injection molded in China, which is a mistake I'm trying to reverse. And um, the, the holdup on those was extreme, but now the things are, we've got those in hand and yeah, we got some good folks in Minnesota making them for us now. Very nice. And yep. then your rear sight towers that you've brought back. Yeah, we're making those in house now. We used to make them, have, have other folks make them for us, but um, they're all homegrown now. And um, we have a big batch of those at Heat Treat at the moment. Those should be back in stock in the next week or two. Yeah, and then, and then uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be doing that AK-47 training class here in Nashville with 212 Training Group, Aquan Defense, Talking Lead. Uh, we'll be releasing the information for that coming soon. Uh, where you'll be able to sign up, and uh, I think we're I think twenty right now is going to be the limit on that. So that's going to fill up fast. So once we release that, we'll give you all the info on it, links, and everything where you can go. You could sign up for that course. Uh, it's at Royal Range USA here in Nashville, and we're looking forward to Brian coming down. He's going to have a couple of the ODS seventy seventy fives that in between. Our breaks, you're going to be able to shoot, try out, get some hands-on with those. We're going to have uh, some giveaways uh, as well with with shooting courses, classes that uh, are hosted by Talking Lead. We make it fun, and we try to uh, you know give everybody a little something that they can walk away away with, other than their uh, education that they're getting from the instructors there. So Jared's going to be an awesome instructor for you guys. They're two twelve training. Yeah, Jared and I first met at a, a Haley class uh, that he was instructing on and became fast friends. And his um, his particular take on firearms is is really firearms training and, and manipulation is really good. I've also seen him in competition and he is one hell of a shooter and um, so uh, has a lot to teach. And he's also one of the most humble people I've ever met. And um, he's yeah, a professional. 
Good. Outstanding dude. Just Out. outstanding dude. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of like Texas personified. Um, like he's a, not only is he a teacher and a diesel mechanic, but he's a horseshoer and a horse trainer and a gun trainer. And, um, and is just, like I said, super humble and polite and just a joy to talk with. So a uh, great teacher. And I'm looking forward to helping out a bit there. But my, my chief reason for being there is for hanging out with the leadheads. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I may yeah. get to shoot a little bit with you guys, but, but in general, it's, it's for me to hang out with you guys. So, uh, and, and you never know what it. other personalities may show up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have some, some, some friends that look like they're going to be showing up too. So it's going to be a, a cool, a cool event. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, once we uh, make the announcement there, we'll be able to talk about those personalities and, uh, some other things that we're going to be doing there. It's going to be fun. It's going to. It's going to be a very good training course, the, the AK course that 212 does, uh, but it's also going to be really fun and rewarding for the leadheads. So I'll, that's all I'll say about that for right now. Uh, Mission First Tactical, use that discount code LEADHEAD, get 20% off uh, over at Mission First Tactical. If you want to get a really cool gift for your significant other, a good buddy, your dad, your brother, uh, whoever it may be, they, they need a holster. They need some furniture for their AR 15, uh, or you want to go get, uh, awesome, just a dump tray for all your EDC shit at the end of the night. Instead of scratching up your counter, get one of these, uh, cool talking lead EDC trays. We've got them in the AK corner and we've got our classic logo and they've got the Leadhead brigade. Also, you can get it in the Leadhead brigade logo, uh, and those cool tactical wallets that they've got too. Make great gifts. Of course, you know, it's the holiday season's coming up. Why not go ahead, stock up, get your presents, you know. Who knows what's going to be available come Christmas time. Might want to go ahead and start your Christmas shopping. I know a lot of places are talking about doing the Black Friday, going ahead and starting doing the Black Friday. They've already started it. Um, huh. So. Yeah, it's a weird one. Again, weird being, being a responsible, you know, individual, you know the shit that's coming down the, the pike, so get prepared for it. Oh, hey, I just figured out the dumbest place to be in America on Black Friday, and that's at Walmart or any of these stores if they do, like, the big giveaways where they're yeah. fistfight general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that strikes me as a really great place to avoid this year. Yeah. Don't ever – do all your shopping online. Hell. Of course, that, that defeats what uh, Jay was saying earlier about <laughs> – on-demand delivery. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, there's that supporting your local gun. You know, the local gun shop is where you might meet some of your future cronies. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, there's but a lot of them. You can shop online too. You know. Sure. Uh, sure. But it doesn't hurt to go in and visit and you know check out stuff. So. No, and then you know another another important thing here that you know is you know totally unrelated but still totally valid is that. Um, you know, with, with the proliferation of uh, home delivery, um, you're also not keeping people employed. Yep. So, yep. you know, you know, not only should you be, you know, shopping locally um, or buying buying locally, shopping local. Is that what it is? Buying like local. But, right. But um, you know, instead of going to big box stores, go to mom and pops and. Yeah. Uh, you know, try to go into mom and pops as often as possible because that's money that actually stays in your local economy instead of these, you know, globalist shitbag transnationals. There you so, go. 
Eat at the Keep. the folk the local food truck. Don't go to don't go to McDonald's. Mom and pops, man. If you're shopping mom and pops. I hate McDonald's anyway. Uh, I've boycotted Have McDonald's for for decades now. Dude, seriously, I haven't been in one in like forever. Yeah, it's been decades. Uh, um. Oh, and then of course, you know, get the cool talking lead apparel. The uh, AK Corner Apparel from Factory 47. Uh, James has really done an excellent job on these hoodies, the t-shirts, and our tumblers. Factory47.com. That's factory with a K. F-A-K-T-O-R-Y.com. Use the code LEADHEAD, and you're going to get 10% off your order there. So go ahead and get those uh, before they sell out over the holidays, too. I've seen some of you LEADHEADs have already started posting your pictures. You've received your... Uh, AK Corner shirts, and you're making the the post. So I want to see those as you, as those are coming in. Post on social medias. Tag Talking Lead. Tag Factory 47. Tag Occam Defense Solutions. Tag the League of Pirates. Tag us all, and uh, support that. I mean, support that stuff out there. Let's see it. I want to see it. You know, last time we had a big T-shirt release, we did a contest. So, hmm, just saying could be coming uh, and then of course our classic shirts you go to 1776united.com you get the classic logo and the leadhead brigade t-shirts there and um, patches we got the patches the leadhead brigade patches there uh, and then dip123.com get our classic leddies with our classic logos uh, over there from Danny at uh, dipstick hydrographics it's dip123.com and uh, he's got the different sizes of leddies over there, too. One day I'll get everything consolidated, you know. But I like sending people out to all my buddies, you know. I like to try to spread the love. We appreciate that. Uh, we're going to be back with more of this Liberty self-ownership talks. I mean, who knows? But coming up also, you know, I said we're trying to get... Uh, what's the guy's name? SB Tactical? Uh, Alex. Alex from SB Tackle. So if that happens, uh, could be a bonus show uh, for this month that I put out there. So hopefully we get him in the next couple of days, and we're going to put that out, get his take on this uh, ATF uh, coming down on Q. And I mean, in reality, they're coming down on SB Braces is what they're doing. So, Ultimately. Yeah. Until then, Leadheads, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And your favorite submission. And hit that Walmart diuretic aisle. <laughs> diarrheal. <laughs> diarrheal. Diarrheal aisle. <laughs> anti-diarrheal. There you go. You can go, to, you can go to Taco Bell for the diarrheal, but you'll get the anti-diarrheal <laughs> at Walmart. And if you find a price better than 88 cents, let me know, and we'll let Jay know. <laughs> awesome. Outtakes, outtakes, outtakes. That's Boobies. ridiculous. Boobies. <laughs> <coughs> I got to get a drink. I got something in my throat. Hold on. Fuck. I'm going to grab a water real quick while we're getting good. All right. Fine. Be that way. I came <laughs> prepared. I think I just inhaled the COVID. You got to change the water in your bong, man. Jeez. <coughs> 
something just like latched onto the inside of my throat and started closing it. All right, that that making me just like three percent more horny. <laughs> <coughs> Boobies. <laughs> so uh, as Joking I was a, as I was attacked yeah. by COVID there. Um, yeah, I would do that because you know. Hey guys, sorry about that. It's all right. You up and running now? You good? Yeah, oh, I'm swapping between two laptops right now, and the yeah. battery. And I'm switching to a to Dick, and uh, <laughs> you got to put some quarters in it or something. Yeah, I have to put more quarters in, and for whatever reason. So yes, it's unconstitutional, but you know, is that really? It's not a hill I want to fly on. Is that really a thing? Is it really a thing? <laughs> is that like for real? Is like the Constitution like a real thing? It's not really a thing anymore. And and uh, yeah, the Subject Constitution to change. It's sub- yeah no like in all uh, I don't I don't know that many people that really give a shit about it. Yeah. I don't think the Constitution's a real thing. No, I think you can just change on the fly to meet, you know, your needs at the time. I think you can just make up rules as you go along, and if you don't like what somebody else does, move the goalpost. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's you know that's what they're grilling. What's her name? Uh, Barrett. They uh, asked her. Are if you going to ever- rule against this? Are you going to rule against that? Is like. I got to see the you know fucking they, case first. I can't give you an answer right now, you dumbasses. You know that they asked her if she ever sexually assaulted anyone before today. Are you serious? Yeah. You they, know, asked, they asked her if she's ever sexually assaulted oh, anyone. Oh, we got to talk like, about that. We got to talk about that. All right, let's let's do the show. Let's start. All right. <laughs> let's start this. Boobies. Show.